niggas know what's up. What? You say, you say pandemic. Yo. Oh, you want to see a pandemic? Really hot. Shit, remove us from the game. This is really get crazy. Yo, I don't lean but my house do Off the hill with the mean view Nice house, if you look out You can see some eagles and a few yachts Got a roommate, he won't move out If you won't smoke, he the cool out And he drill shit, got the two out It's the Wolf Gang, Brooklyn Zoo out Nigga, Wu-Tang, you get chewed out Then we move out It's a slick mode and they know you're pussy like the douche out Bitch, I'm cool, cool Yes, sir We back Black Print Episode 13. Man, we here. We here. I can't believe it's the one year anniversary of that album. Yeah. That I, that's why I'm by. playing it. Yeah, that's why I'm playing it today. I'm like, damn. It's, it feels like time just doesn't even move anymore. Yeah, that's like it's, crazy. Damn. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, J5 here with Josh Pease. Josh Pease, um, aka, man, BET Weekend P. <laughs> I guess we here. <laughs> Also here with uh, our producer, the man behind the boards. We got to get you on the. We got we, we got to introduce you better on our amp show because people so people can know that you're actually yeah, there. Part of the gang. Part of the gang. MC, what's up, man? How you coming in like 50 minutes afterward, and I just be like, ah, oh, let me just sprinkle a little bit of sauce in here. But appreciate you guys having me once again. Well, obviously having me each and every time. Time flies, yo. Six months. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that on on, uh, on Patreon. Besides this week, the six month wrap up. We got to do like a report card or some shit. Everything we've done, but uh, we're back again. Black print. It is. It is. We're 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 nearing July. It's already summertime. We don't even feel like it. Uh, And I know it's summertime because there's an EDM festival uh, outside my outside my apartment complex this weekend. And I I walk outside and I just see a bunch of like do do all people EDM shits. We're gonna talk about this shit too. Do all people like EDM places like or, or events like wear the bikinis and shit? Oh like, yeah, it's like cosplaying but sexy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, which is uh, cosplaying sexy too? From what I've seen, I've only seen like the. Would you go to an anime convention? Yeah, I know I would, we talked. I, about, I know we talked about porn convention, but would you go to an anime convention? I, did I say I would go to a porn convention? I don't know. You if I did. did. Okay, I did. <laughs> you I mean, actually did. Yes. Um, yeah, I would go. I would go, to, I would go to any convention. Honestly, I've been to Comic Con. I've been to E3. I've been to. I didn't go to BeautyCon, but I went to the Credo Beauty Fest. So, if, if you follow us on Patreon, you might have seen that footage. Um, anime Expo is July first through July fourth. That should sound freaky. A- That's not freaky than a porn convention. <laughs> freaky. What's freaky about it? Yeah, what's freaky about it? Anime niggas just different, man. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about. I'm just really thinking. When I think anime convention, I just think like, what was that shit called? Hentai? Hint, yes. Why? Why hentai though? Why is that the first? Thing? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I be seeing. Y'all niggas be drawing freaky shit. Y'all niggas? Who is y'all? Who is y'all niggas? <laughs> the niggas. You're know barring somebody up direct right now. <laughs> see, we gotta we gotta stop the discrimination. I'm saying if we could have gotten it. We should try and see if we can get an anime expo. Yeah, let's get some tickets. I know it's some anime niggas out there that listen and 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 uh, are supporters. Let's figure this out. Yeah, we got to get an anime expo. That's July Fourth weekend. I'm actually off that week, so that'd be like perfect to go to go check that out. I might go get some more model. Wait, kits. when is it? Next weekend. Oh shit! Or this weekend coming up. This weekend. Oh, yeah. I might be out of town. I'm gonna be in uh, the Bay. Oh damn! What's going on in the Bay? Uh, July first, currency. Um, it's a Tilago show with carrots. This is birthday too, so that's awesome. I'll be out there for that. 
Shout out Anwar. That's not why he's got to. He's got. He's got to pay whatever Warriors fan he lost on that bet. That's what he has to do. <laughs> hey, we gotta talk about that. I think too. it's been paid out already. <laughs> we gotta talk about that too. Before we start, though, I know that I know Josh. Before we hit record on this episode, he said somebody hit me up to say, "Yo, y'all be promoting way too much." <laughs> and let me tell you right now, man, we only promote until we get like a certain amount, and we got to get more people joining our patreon we have so much really good content on there we dropped a whole bunch of stuff this month so of course we gotta we're actually gonna do the ads this time like uh mc will probably cut this out of the patreon shit because these people already know it. they've already signed up but obviously if you're not signed up to the patreon ground floor that's five dollars a month you get the uh b-sides episodes every other thursday you get replays of our amp radio show first that's like if we do the amp radio show on a wednesday you get that on like a friday i believe mc Mm-hmm. Friday morning, <clears throat> and you'll you'll basically be part of the team. Uh, Black print tiers ten dollars. You know what I'm saying? That put that puts you into not only all the stuff from before, but you can also do AMAs, which we're gonna do. Uh, I guess we should do that next month as well. The uh, July AMA where you get to ask us anything. Uh, we gotta get more people asking us shit, man. Yeah, man, getting here. Yeah, like y'all, honestly. Getting in for the five just for the, the B sides is well worth it because that's yeah. where I really talk my shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's unfiltered. <laughs> that's for sure. We've had a. I think last week's B sides or last episode's B sides was, was actually really really fucking funny. Yeah, nah, y'all, you shouldn't want to have the B sides. <laughs> exactly, it's always the it's always the best part of my week is doing the B sides, and we answer your questions live on our monthly AMA segment. Then you have the twenty dollar ain't shit funny tier. This is a controversial, tier. very controversial tier. <laughs> but you know it's Who controversial for two wife? reasons. One reason is people are mad that they getting they haven't got their shirts yet. It's one person in particular. It's cool. But um, <laughs> shirts are coming soon. Free T-shirt. Why don't you just sign up? Okay. Well, we, Free we, T-shirt. Honestly, I'm dropping the shirt this week on that on that thing on, okay. on the Patreon. So okay. hey, the, the folks, design, fellas, folks, you'll you'll get the design this week, and you'll be getting your shirts in two weeks. That's twenty bucks. Twenty for bucks. Ancient for the, and, you, and Josh doesn't drop often, yeah, so this is like a capsule. It's a capsule yes. collection of all that, as well as everything you get in the other on the other tiers. Uh, then you have the B and D tier. That's thirty dollars a month, and that's automatic so you get to uh, be on Josh's close friends mm-hmm. his close friends is always ridiculous man <laughs> and y'all in a good restaurants good wine <laughs> maybe some good sex but hey <laughs> not gonna talk about that here <laughs> you need to leave what I'm just saying man that's a, what y'all think people put in their close friends I Food? don't know <laughs> So you get that you get the close friends tap in, but you also get to actually co-host with us. Uh, and I actually want to send a shout out to to Kel, who um, is one of our B and D tier uh, members. Who is you know he's going through some stuff right now. Shout out to him. We, we're thinking of you. We're praying for you right now, bro. I know that you're going through a lot of stuff, but you we, we got a seat for you on this on the show uh, as soon as you're yes, ready sir. to get on the show. So shout out to Kel. Uh, but yeah, that's our Patreon man. Just five dollars down. Obviously, the link will be in the bio for the for the episode. Sorry for promoting too much, but we need to get more people, man. We put a lot of content out. We do a lot of content literally on content days. Yeah. This is our content day, and then we do everything. On Man, it. it's a Sunday. We all here recording content. Be a, <laughs> subscribe to the BND. Exactly. So exactly. I can get a day off. What would you normally <laughs> you be doing on a Sunday? What would you normally be doing on a Sunday? Well, actually, Shit. both of you. What would you normally be doing? I mean, honestly, when it's not football season, I'm wishing it was football season. Oh God, I've been counting down. I can't wait. This is, we got to change our days soon. when the football season oh, comes back. That is, what? No, I mean. Or unless we about to have this shit just rolling in the background. <laughs> rolling, that'd be fine. Yeah. There better not be no Rams game on. I'm be screaming. 
Yeah, yeah. We might have to move to Saturdays for our content days yeah. because this is this gets, this shit gets real serious for Josh on on on, uh, on the the NFL season. But uh, thank you for all of our Patreon supporters that are, that have been there from the beginning. They have joined since. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that that is that is available to you. So thank you guys. Uh, but I want to talk about our amp show from last week with Chef K, uh, Kayla Greer. She was amazing it was an amazing episode Man. if you have not heard it yet from our patreon it will be attached to the end of this show it's like a, another hour so you guys are getting like two hours of stuff from us this week uh, as well as our am show but it, it was a great it was a great episode josh no that was great man i've known kayla for a long time i feel like all my life and you know she's just amazing like just amazing person amazing chef and i was just really happy to get her on the show uh, we've been having a good run of guests man yeah 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 nikki yeah. uh kayla we're gonna uh we're gonna run through the guests on B sides this week, and we're gonna we're gonna just kind of you know talk about all those experiences that we that we've had so far. But but Kayla, uh, follow her Instagram. The stunt is is out of control. Hey man, she's she, doing a nah, lot. Nah, you don't understand. <laughs> Besides just the food, the lifestyle is crazy. The lifestyle is nuts. <laughs> the lifestyle is crazy. She and was it's just, it's so low key. Yeah, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, she was just on um Greece. Yeah, Mykonos, the Mykonos Islands. I'm like, damn. All right, bro. Living life, and that's what we, that's what we bring in here, man. It's everybody that's exactly yeah. living life, running it up, running it up. So if you haven't heard that, we talk about uh, her career, her show, uh, "Hungry for It," that's on BBC Three. If you guys haven't checked that out, uh, talk about just being a, a a private chef and being a black woman in that space. And yep. it was just, I just, you know, one thing that we try to do. Obviously, we always want to get women on the show, but the two women we've had this month have just shared their experiences with us, and it's been. Eye opening. Yeah. It's been really like I think they've been our best guests, to be honest. No, absolutely, and it's just crazy. I don't know. They just dropped a lot of good jewels and gems, and um, I don't know. I'm excited for you guys to hear this after this episode because um, that was a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh, I got to put you on the spot, man. Hey, man, do it. Did Boston win? No, Sarsky. Hey, man. <laughs> I just gotta let the world know. Shout out to St. Louis, man. I love y'all, but what? Jason Tatum is not that guy. No, Sarsky. He is not that guy. No, Sarsky. Light skinned niggas, man. They never, they never really that guy. So I should have known. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> but man, light skinned niggas just was ruining my life. Just Steph Curry just going off his yeah, old ass. Crazy. Just, I thought his ankle was fucked up. What happened? I thought he, I his thought old he would, ass. I, I thought yeah. he would never be to this level. I thought that he had brittle ankles. I thought he was done for. Yeah. I did, my bet. So literally, I, I made one of the dumbest bets that could ever be made Possibly. in the history of of betting. But what? But I want to before you say the bet. I just want to know what your thought process was behind it because I know what the bet was, and I yeah. and even when you told me what it was, I said you were wildin'. Well, you know, I fuck with my 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 dark skinned brothers. KD is that nigga, bro. <laughs> I, he I think he might have an ain't shit funny brush that he hasn't used currently. But <laughs> shout out to KD. <laughs> That was my bet. My bet was that KD would win a, a, a finals before Steph Curry. And, oh, uh, yeah, I was um, sorely mistaken. You were very off on, the, on yeah, that assumption. crazy, bro. I, crazy off. Yeah. Like, the way the, <laughs> the way Brooklyn went out, sad. And then fucking Steph Curry just turned into Superman. I'm like, this nigga, high skin niggas, bro. I hate okay, niggas, can man. you <laughs> Can you divulge what the what the payout was? Oh, yeah, no, nah, the bet was, it was 2K. Oh, 2K on, a, on this on I don't know bet I could not win I'm I'm <laughs> I'm cheering for the Boston Celtics my arch rival I hate the Celtics I've never liked the Celtics in my life I had a friend that was a Celtics fan now he's a Clippers fan I I, I grew up hating these guys yeah I kind of had a soft spot for them because uh, Paul Pierce yeah but 
I just was like, fuck him too. And that's the LA connection with yeah, Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Inglewood connection. Yeah. First of all, I saw Paul Pierce over the weekend, BET weekend. This nigga's outside. <laughs> we gonna get, we gonna get not, to that. Surprise. But um But yeah, man, so I'm over here cheering for this fucking Celtics. Even after this lame ass nigga then wore Kobe's number on his wristband yeah. and sent a text to Kobe. <laughs> nigga, you sent a text to a dead man, bro. Like, what are you doing? What you are, are goofy. Okay. Goofy. Okay, uh, I cannot believe this shit, bro. I've been waiting to get this out. The Kobe Jason. thing was—I felt as though like people kind of do their own thing, you know, when they nah. mourn or when yeah, they you was you were sympathetic to that shit. I was not. <laughs> I was not, nigga. And if you gonna do that, do that like my, a week, a month after you passed. Like, it's been years, bro. He his, it went green, nigga. My, like my come on, text go green. <laughs> it's a little different. Man. Uh what if that? My thing was like, what if someone else has that number? I was thinking that too. Like, what if that was like yeah, a little girl like, hey, from man, Chatsworth? Or wrong shit? number, nigga. <laughs> Go out there and win the fucking game. So, okay, so they won the game in six. They they won the series in six. What do you feel? Oh they won God. three times in a row, right? Oh All right, MC. They, they beat them three bro. times in a row, right? Uh, yeah. So Boston ended up winning game three. People were like, "Ooh, two wins away from an NBA championship." The Boston Celtics, and then Golden State won three in a row, and then they celebrate the way that they did out in San Francisco. Shit crazy. Shit crazy. <laughs> I I didn't like like watching that shit. People thought it was gonna be game seven on Father's Day. These niggas said, "No, there will not." <laughs> but nah, hey, shout out to Steph Curry though. He put the team on his back. Yeah, uh, shout out to Steph Curry and Steph Curry only. The rest of y'all niggas. What you mean? That's Draymond. You are a bum. No Draymond shoutouts. Wow. You are he a was bum. not in game six. He wasn't. Yeah, he's a bum. <laughs> I hate them type of players, nigga. You just play good on all the other shit. Besides, like you can't score, but you just you just annoy niggas good. Like, 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 nigga, like we're just defending. Like, no, what is that? bum. It's def- Honestly, hey, the referees they had an agenda too. The, oh, the see, refs this, suck. this happened when oh, a nigga lose a bet. This happened when a nigga lose a bet. Everybody know the refs suck this this like whole playoffs, but the finals they were terrible. They were pretty they bad. They were terrible. But I, I, but, I seen a lot of little steals that Draymond had. There were fouls. But but here's the thing: the the refs wasn't putting the 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 ball in the in the hoop though. No, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> shout out to Steph, bro. He shoot from anywhere. Nigga, I thought shoot from the bench. I thought uh, Andrew Wiggins. You got to shout him out. He was he did fantastic. I thought. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins, but you 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 a bum too, nigga. The fact- <laughs> Keeping it a buck, nigga. Yeah, NBA. He's I, an NBA but champion. But he's an NBA champion. I like. You know what it is. I love team sports, man, because. You put a bum around some greatness, and then they just start to look a little shinier. Little like you a shiny bum. Like put Wiggins, put, put Wiggins anywhere. Yeah, a clean bum. You never seen a new bum. <laughs> I, I hate. Hey, sorry, homeless person. I will. When I'm talking about these NBA niggas, they bums. When I'm talking about homeless people, they are homeless people. I, you know, I ain't gonna front. Look, I was on a date one time. This is a crazy side story. I was on a date. And I was talking about the homelessness in California and Los Angeles, and I, I said "bum," and the girl got so offended. It, it is, it is an offensive term. Yeah, well, that's why I'm using for these NBA <laughs> niggas. But for the homeless people, y'all just homeless. But have you ever seen a clean, a new homeless person? No. Be, uh, you never seen a new homeless nigga? No. They be on drugs, like they be they be on drugs, but they be clean. Like damn, I, I saw, I, I actually I did see a homeless person with like some new Jordans on. Yeah, he, he's new. He's like a week into it, <laughs> two weeks into it. <laughs> So that's the real thing, but shout out to these fucking uh, the Warriors. I just can't believe that <clears throat> you had that much faith in Kevin Durant going to you a know, new team. Man, Kevin, I go going front. to another team. Kevin Durant, the best player in the NBA, but he's on a team with a bunch of people that can't help him. 
Yeah, I mean, like, Kyrie. Ky- the Kyrie. Well, right, the Kyrie about to be a Laker, so it's already. Hey, hey, can we talk about <laughs> this? Hey, big hey. fucking smile hey, on his face. T- I'm telling y'all, niggas, bro. These my Inglewood sources don't play. I couldn't when when they said that shit. I said this motherfucker really called this <laughs> shit. My, my Inglewood sources low key like two for two because they they call Harden going to uh, Brooklyn too. They was like, yo, Harden going to Brooklyn. How do they? Does they do they do they just come to the neighborhood? Those niggas it, just shouldn't know. Hey, I, I'm telling you. There's a photo of Kyrie Irving. It's on Facebook somewhere. I got to find this. I got to reactivate my Facebook and find it. Kyrie Irving was in Compton with the West Side Parus throwing it up. <laughs> I promise you. Nigga, it's... He was, my, my thing with Kyrie is when he left the... When did he leave the white girls and go to, like, the nigga side? Like, what what, what happened? I don't know, man, but he was he was in the hood with the niggas. That's with crazy. With some real reprobles. So probably, probably after Boston. So a couple, a couple of... Weeks ago, we had uh, Lejethro uh, Jenkins on the show, yep. and we were talking about the uh, the finals. We were talking about the playoffs. This is before the Golden State and then everything started uh, popped off. Josh had a prediction that came from these Inglewood sources, who I would love to. You ever see like the the shows with the interviews and people are like, it's all black, hey, and you no. can't see their face. You know, it's funny. We might have to get <laughs> we one gotta, of my Inglewood sources on, him, but he got he can only come on B sides because he's wild. He's a wild boy. Okay, he got a, he got a podcast coming soon. Actually. <laughs> <That's what laughs> That's why I was like, we could have him on the show. It could be completely dark. We we would alter his voice, digitally alter his voice, and he could talk about this because I I think that this is like one of the biggest scoops that no one's no one's talking about. Bro, right bro, now. bro we broke the story. We, bro, we really bro, you broke the, the story. I Shit. need the world to know that I broke this story. Like Skip, whoever y'all niggas need to know, Josh P broke the story. We gotta actually because Lejethro is in. He he works with baskets, so like he could he could speak to. Yeah, like, hey, we Lejethro, bring this you need to accredit me, brother. Because <laughs> yeah, this, equal sources. I, I called it early. <laughs> this is crazy. I, I I looked at that. The news came out. They said because uh, they had a bunch of teams, right? They said you know Chicago or whatever. What they have like. There's some dumbass yeah, Knicks. Mavericks. Knicks are always in yeah. the in the Like Kyrie Irving was gonna play for Mark Cuban. Uh, that was the funniest <laughs> thing to me. I'm like, come on, he not, nobody's gonna allow that to happen. Oh, for you cool, bro. Come on, man. But this comes out, and then the Lakers said, no, there's no way. And then you hear these, like, oh, he would re- he would really prefer to, to play for the Lakers. Yeah. How will this work? It's gonna work. We're gonna figure it out. I, I told somebody asked me the other day, like, what they gonna do? What the trades they gonna make? I'm like, nigga, I'm not a GM. Yeah, I just got the scoop. <laughs> And I know it's happening. MC, what do you what do you think realistically this trade could could look like if that was happening? So Kyrie could opt in for a trade because I know ba- Brooklyn wouldn't want to lose nothing for it. They wouldn't they they wouldn't want to let him go for no reason. So he could opt in. What does the trade situation look like? You have a show. Uh, it's actually ended <laughs> like two weeks, but you have a show. You have a show called RSPN where you guys talk about basketball. What what have you guys talked about this? What 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 is a trade scenario uh, that can, that can help here? Well, I talk about it with Jeff this Tuesday. I have no idea how we're going to try and figure out the pieces that Los Angeles would have to try and make a trade look sexy with Kyrie Irving. But with Kyrie Irving, it's just going to be, I think they have the opportunity to pull it off. I think nothing is really off the table when you deal with LeBron um, being able to influence a lot of these types of decisions. I'm sure they're pissed after how the last influential decision to get Russell Westbrook did not end up playing out well. And we've seen the, the rumors that came with the front office and how they uh, did not really like everything that has happened within this past year. But when you have LeBron James, you you got to do it. You don't really have any other choice or else you lose him too. So more than likely, they'll find a way to try and pull this off. With he's on his I'm last more interested in. He's on his last year, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. 
I think he'll re-up. Josh, he'll re- you think he'll re-up with LA? LeBron? Oh, yeah. Man, LeBron ain't going nowhere. I heard everybody talking about, oh, like, he going to go play with his son. And I'm like, bro, we going to get his son. <laughs> like, bro, the Lakers organization is. is the like, mafia. Yes, man. it's a mafia. Like, re- like, remember we were supposed to get, lo- like, how we got Lonzo? Everybody was like, I mean, he- He's, he's going to be a Laker. He's going to be a Laker. And he was a Laker. Now yeah. we have fucking Scottie Pippen Jr. and fucking Sharif O'Neal. Yeah, like we, yeah. we get who we want. When like, I saw that, I was like, yeah, they're definitely going to be in a rotation this year. Yeah, for sure. Bro, I can't believe we got. Hey, hold on. Scottie Pippen Jr. How are you Scottie Pippen Jr., but you spell your name with a Y and your dad spells it I-E? <laughs> I've been wondering that since the draft. I'm like, you're not a junior then, Who's nigga. The junior? You're just Scotty. Yeah, yeah, you're just Scotty, bro. So, so also, actually, actually, Scott, actually, the actual, the actual Scotty Pippen, the well, not the actual Scotty Pippen, the senior is also with the Y. Uh, his oh, nickname just, is just the IE. What? 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 Oh, what? What? Scotty Pippen. I promise. Wait, which Scotty Pippen? The senior, the dad, the dad, or? yeah. So when I was in the NBA, yeah, the yeah. Chicago Bulls, the Chicago Bulls, Scotty Pippen is actually spelled with a Y. His actual name is with a Y. His nickname. So why is why was we spelling I-E it wrong? Yeah. Why was we spelling it wrong all these years? It's not wrong. It might, it might, it might just be his. Might just be his nickname. Might now, be how, how do you he know it's with a, uh, Where did you see it's with a Y? Go on Wikipedia. Oh yeah, why? <laughs> This is a confusing ass family. I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. And I'm like, this can't be right. Scotty Maurice yeah, I swear, Pippen it's Senior usually spells Scotty Pippen. Why is it usually spelled the other way? I don't know. That is weird. Yeah, he country is shit. So that's he really country, it. And he just a pushover. Like you just let this uh, the NBA <laughs> GM anybody. You gonna spell your name different, nigga? It's cool. Josh Take is money and run, you still like. reeling from this trade or from this loss? <laughs> but uh, so realistically, could we give up Westbrook for this? We could give up Westbrook for the best. That's a large contract, and then Kyrie got a large contract nah, as well. I want to keep Westbrook. Come off the bench, bro. Do you think he would come off the bench? This nigga that is for it, sure not fucking happening. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. See, this nigga said I would never come off the bench. <laughs> I mean, shit. Well, we ain't in OKC no more, brother. I if I think I feel like if he comes off the bench, there'll be a lot of. Uh, I think he'll be traded by All Star break, where he will definitely want to leave that team. Man, who the fuck wants that guy? Yeah, it's true. I mean, shout out to, to to Westbrook. You from LA, man? Shout out to you. He was man. about to he better run the fade on uh, on Skip the other day on Shit. Twitter. He might want to run the fade with me after this. The nigga listens and sees everything. So it allegedly, is, it is Kyrie and Westbrook. If they if we get both of them, it is their last chance. It is the last chance for these I, two. Man, here's my thing with Kyrie. <clears throat> Kyrie's still good money. Like when Kyrie plays, he shows up. He needs to play yeah. more than what he, he played play. this year. He Thirty gonna, games. He gonna play. We we all we out the COVID era, baby. <laughs> We good. We can play in any city. He don't need no shots. We good. Pretty confident he had a fifty point game or two fifty point games in that in that little stretch that he had. Yeah, so nah. definitely could still definitely could still Kyrie's play. Still good. Not like he can't. Westbrook. <laughs> he need to just pass oh, the see, ball. The ball. That. He need to come see. off the bench and pass the ball. Yeah, that that is that's that's what we doing here, man. It, it is. It, we'll we'll see what happens there, but you know, shout out to Inglewood sources. Y'all called it. Um, I want to talk. Have you talked to, talk to your Have you talked to your sources before? Before did you, have you talked to your sources since that day? I haven't. I haven't. We Davey just tapped into my uh, my IG and shit, but we ain't really <laughs> had a good conversation to show them our broker. But he was excited when I mentioned him. Yeah, show him the video. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We gotta uh, we gotta get him on the show uh, if it happens. If it happens. If and when it happens, Thursday we'll know. Man, and we, we'll get him on. This guy is such a character. We just gotta get him on the show. Okay, like, I I'm gonna show you his IG. That nigga's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I don't want to say his name because he's no. Don't say his name. He's infamous. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. Uh, I, I want to get a little. Obviously, this might be. I don't really care how polarizing it is, but you know, it's it's really an evil world we living in right now, man. They man. they they taking away all our fucking rights. Obviously, a couple of days ago, we're a couple of days removed from 
uh, Roe v. Wade being taken out. I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this. This is a huge thing going on in the world, not only for just human rights, but for really black women in general and, and women of color and how taking this fucking thing away kind of disproportionately uh, kind of puts us in a really fucked up spot. So, like, you know, everyone's kind of talking about it now. It was it was a really dour day, man. It was, it was a really fucked up day when when that shit got called out. But I mean, we seeing a lot of shit that's from fifty years ago go away, and now they talking about same sex marriage. They talking about contraceptives yeah, and some, shit. That's some wild shit, bro. Like honestly, the Supreme Court, y'all some bums. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, nah. Like I I was just looking at a photo of them too. I'm like, y'all not even like what seven years old. But it's like it's just funny how the Supreme Court has so much power, right. and they're not even a representation of the United the world. States of America. Exactly. Like they're just not like they. Yeah. Are, like it just looks weird. Like yeah. they, I don't know, man. Like. U.S. laws and just the power they have has always been confusing to me. Yeah, and I've always been like, damn, like this seven people have this much power. But and what we're seeing right now is like, and I hate to intersect this with some shit that's really not as serious as this, but it's like you see what's happening with rap and and oh, how yeah. people are getting uh, wrapped up in that with Rico and all this other stuff. You see how they're trying to take. Uh, well, they they did something else a couple of weeks ago. Gun gun laws. Well, I, it's funny <laughs> that you touched on that because I was gonna say like one good thing to kind of come out of this is that you know in california you can get your ccw now yeah concealed carry <laughs> i'll be getting mines this week josh <laughs> with a around gun? if you want to josh with a green gun is gonna play around if you want to have <laughs> my shit right under my subies nigga what but it but it's 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 like a, a really crazy world because it's like it's like one on one end they care about this shit they care yeah. about lyrics and your and, and you know lyrics leading to crimes which you know whatever there's no correlation there they care about whether we would be able to have assault rifles and AR-15s and shit, but it's like, yo, a, a basic woman, woman's right. Like, I know a lot of a lot of women who have been uh, raped before. Yeah, no, and that's, yeah. they are black women, and they had to have this procedure happen. You're gonna force them to be in a situation where they can't afford a child or they can't do it, and it's against their will, or you know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy to me. No, that shit is whack, man. It just shows like how outdated the U.S. is sometimes, and just the thinking, and just like how just how stupid this right. shit is. Politics is stupid to me. Like, yeah. I honestly like Democrats and Republicans. I feel like this is just such a stupid concept, and it's like it's, it's there. No difference now. It's ca- it's there to cause division. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. no difference. I might be more of a Republican than a Democrat at this point, just because like. Shit is just so backwards and like so dumb, and it's just like okay. Know, what what part example. of the Republican are you leaning on right now? I mean, hey man, we not gonna get into politics. Good for I, don't, what? I, don't, I don't talk politics. <laughs> I tell people all the time, like I like I've seen a lot of tweets too. Like, hey, I see a lot of men are silent. I don't talk politics. This is the most you are gonna get out of me on the on the political shit. Like, I'll come on this podcast. I love you guys, and I, I love talking to you guys. But, but I'm I, not about to get on Twitter and Instagram. But and, I want to clarify because people will hear you say that. And they'll like bristle And I and I feel like a lot of people here That'd be like I'm more Republican right now I'm like You're rather progressive On a lot of issues I yeah. think you're just saying no, that I'm, right now I'm rather progressive <laughs> But I also feel like I'm a very con- conservative In a lot of shit Not in this case I don't think this is Being conservative though no. Honestly This That's is just human. dumb That's human yeah, right. yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's like a human right yeah. But um, But yeah man I don't know It's just, it's just fucked up And like You know I, I see a lot of people saying like you know, let's protest the the fucking states that are are, are in, um, enacting this. And yeah. I, I'm fully with that. I won't be going to any of these states. Yeah, no, nah, nah. they they because they're. I mean, you see it already. They're they're sh- shooting tear gas at these people. They're beating them oh. up. They're beating them up out here. Shit, crazy. Yeah, yeah. like it, it. This is this is something that I feel like, just like with with the uh, when Trump got elected, he put the the Muslims in cages and stuff like that. And, and that yeah. shit, like, and then they protested until something happened there. This is something I feel like is going to happen. Wait, hold on. 
They put Muslims in cages? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Some of them are still in cages. Well, you mean like in Guantanamo Bay or something? No, no, no. Well, I mean the, the travel ban and shit like that. The travel ban. And then, no, I think you're thinking about the... Uh, the immigrant Children kids, the immigrant kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But some yeah, of them okay. were, but weren't some of them part of the tribal band too? Nah, I think that was just like on the, just the border and all that bullshit. Well, some of them kids, Muslims in cages. cages, yeah, they are. No, that, that I seen a doc or a movie about that one time. I can't remember the name of. I'm blanking. Really great film. That's just sad and horrible it's, it's and terrible. needs to be fixed. And honestly, it's like that's why I, that, this is why I say I'm more. I might be leaning towards the Republican. What the fuck is Biden doing about the kids in cages? I mean, he's a he's a Republican. He was crickets. <laughs> he's that a like, let's bro. be let's be clear. Like he 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 kind of, he kind of talked the big we progressive knock, game. Hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that, motherfucker. I get the CIA. No, on my line. Don't say that on this show. <laughs> I think that, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of disenfranchisement on both ends because it's like we when we had to vote, we we were essentially. I, I feel like when I voted, I was like, I need to get this vaccine. I need to get it out as soon as possible. I want to see my family. I got to get married in a year. I got to do all this stuff. I didn't want to vote at all. I mean, shit. I, I know a vaccine too. I know he he created, it, but he wasn't pushing the he wasn't pushing the the orders was, to get yeah, it out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. He was gonna sit on it and and let it go bad. It was already he was going bad. Let, he was gonna let you have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> shut, shut, shut Full the, circle. This this person is talking right now is vaccinated. Do not listen to Josh. I am. I am. <laughs> do not listen to Josh. He's trying to fucking control right now. But I but I I it to me it was like a it was a situation of like yo I I need to see my family. I want to see my friends. Mm-hmm. I want to see all you guys. You know what I'm saying? It was like okay. And I hate that we got to be in this position, whether you're Democrat or Republican, where it's like we got to vote for the 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 least terrible option. We need a new party, man. The the ain't shit funny party. Man, don't don't <laughs> let we we ain't shit funny party pop up. It's over for a lot the, of you. Niggas. The funniest thing that you ever said to me one time, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about right now. Amber Rose had the slut walk <laughs> one time, and I know MC remembers this. Oh, and no. Josh out of nowhere says, "Why can't we just have the nigga walk?" I mean. <laughs> You know, uh, hey, you know it's funny. Uh, it's hilarious that you brought that up because this week Amber Rose dropped a rap song. She dropped a remake of yeah. "Get Your Ho Get Your Ho On." Like, we need a nigga walk. I'm like, I'm like, to bring, like bring that back. What is the what's the qualifications of the nigga walk? Honestly, it's funny. I was talking to a friend about this, and this is terrible. This is like a, this is a this is a B side conversation. <laughs> we just it's a need, preview. If you drop, we $5. just need uh, more heterosexual pride. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is. I, I, I'm for all. Oh, it's getting cut. I'm it's for everyone. Cut. I know. It's, getting, it's not. It's getting cut. What? It's getting cut. I, bro, I've, I, June is Pride Month. I've been activating around it. But I every, love, other, every other month is heterosexual no, Pride it's not. Month. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. I, you say that, and it's not. Like, I hear people say that, and I'm like, oh, every other, you got, that's like, what, that's like the, the argument for Black History Month is like, every other month is White History Month. <laughs> I get, I'm on the black side of that, so I get what y'all saying, but that's not true. Oh and God. I think that we need to just like really just we don't need a month. Just give us a day, give us a weekend. But don't they have like the steak and a blowjob day? That's a heterosexual. Nigga, that shit ain't even real. I ain't never got a steak and a blowjob in the same day. That shit crazy. I wish. Listen, I'm just I saying I can't defend you from whatever happens Heteros- after this. What's gonna happen, I, bro? I'm solid. It's solidarity all around me. I'm, I'm standing with my with, with my niggas. Yeah, with my niggas. I am. No, I, I here's what I think, man. Oh my god, I got tears in my and eyes. And you right understand, <laughs> I, I got some support around this heterosexual pride thing from women and men. Well, we don't need. <laughs> yeah, I got some people that's really down for this. Like, if I pop up, it's gonna happen. Oh my god, I thought we were treading ground with the Lil Nas X conversation last man. episode. He's, yeah, 
He's cooked, by the way. He's cooked. He's cooked. That song didn't do anything. But I I got no words for the heterosexual <laughs> More of the story. Roe versus Wade, the overturning it's, of that is terrible. It's bullshit. Um, and um, I know a lot of people are questioning, like, how could this have happened? It's been set in motion. Yeah, it's we, been set in motion when Obama was in office. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, that, man, I told my homegirl this the other day, and she said some funny shit. I'm like... She posted the Michelle Obama shit. I said, delete that shit. Man, I should have told her. I'm like, she should have told her husband to get RBG off the, uh, off the Supreme Court stand yeah. or whatever you want to yeah. call it. So we could have got some more and more progressive in there. Yeah. And her thing was, RIP to Notorious RBG. And I'm like, oh, oh you one of them. You one of those. You one of them. Bro, I was like, nah. We, and shout out to my homegirl. I love you, but. We not rocking it's, with that. They be having RBG shirts yeah. and all this other shit. RBG I'm like, bro. She really did fuck us up, bro. And the, and the thing is, is that like the Supreme Court is like for life, Josh. But, like, but this is what I'm saying. That's why I tell people like, it's like don't like. That's why I don't speak on politics because mm. motherfuckers speak on shit and don't really know and, and be so passive mm. and, and so pop culture with it that mm. you like you don't even know that we, like, know, we should not be holding these people up. They're not. They're not political bay. They're yeah, not. You know what I'm saying? They're not yeah. wolf bay. Like, they're like not. honestly, <laughs> I hear a lot of talk about AOC. <clears throat> I don't know what the fuck she doing besides talking. <laughs> I'm just like, is she in New York? She's in New York, right? She's in New York, yeah. New York is getting worse. Yeah. I New don't York. know. I really don't know what she does besides talk. Yo, Eric Adams is in there with French Montana. Nigga, he partying. was trying to condemn Drew one day, and now yeah. he with French stuff the next day. Did you see when he rolled over all the bikes? I did see that. I was like, that's fucked up. Come on, man. Bike life. <laughs> Shut up, uh, Barlos. He, he part of bike life, yeah, man. man. I seen Barlos in traffic the other day with no helmet on. Nigga, wear a helmet. <laughs> Just hair, just standing up. <laughs> no, like the RB, like that shit got set in motion a long time ago, and you know it, it's time for people, it's, especially Gen Z. But, but the thing is, with Gen Z, I think they're more smart about this than we were. Oh yeah, I think absolutely. I think when the I TikTok, grew up, hey, y'all little TikTok political analysts, yeah, keep doing y'all shit exactly because I feel like they they're introducing shit to me that I didn't know, mm-hmm. and, and I feel like back when we were kids, all we knew was Republican Democrat. When when I was younger, it was. You know, Democrats represent this, Republicans represent this, and it was like it became like it was like a TV show. It was like high drama. Yeah, but it's not. It's like our lives. Like when you grow Man, up, no, it's like our lives. Speaking of TV shows, we are officially living in the Handmaid's Tale. That's crazy. Have you ever watched that show? Yeah, that show is amazing. And literally, we're in the Gilead. Like yeah. we, this shit's crazy. I, yeah. I thought about that during the pandemic with just how how grocery shopping was. I don't know if you seen remember the scenes when they're in the grocery store yeah. and it's like people watching their shoulders and like you got to grab one item. Like mm-hmm. I felt like that during the pandemic yeah. at the height of it. And man, with with this ruling or it's too this, many old people here. Yeah. It's too many old people. The only way this changes is if Biden does two things that he says that he's not going to do, which is add more justices, which is something that we should have did fucking decades ago. Can Biden even do that? Yeah, he can. What the fuck can he do? Because he ain't doing a lot. He's doing a lot of nothing. He's asking me for a guy a lot of goddamn money. Camilla Harris, too. What's up with you? Hey, she getting new pantsuits and shit. Man, man. I I just want to know what's up with her because she was auntie. Oh, we, oh, we. Now, what you doing? I I voted for Bernie, bro. That's all I'm saying. I voted for Bernie, bro. I was a Bernie guy, but, you know, see see what that happens. See what happens with that. But let's, you know, solidarity to to all the women that that have, you know, that are facing this right now. It's scary. I'm with you, bro. You know what I'm saying? I already donated. I donated a couple days in a row um, mm-hmm. to a couple causes. You know, I, I feel strongly about this as, you know, someone who knows people who have gotten this. Um, and, you know, shout out to y'all. So, you know, Black Print, we're thinking of y'all. We love y'all. Uh, and, yeah. So, if anything happens with this, we'll talk about it. But um, also something that happened last time we, that we were on the show. 
Drake came out with a surprise album. Man. So a couple weeks ago, we were like, where do people getting this idea from? And then Josh comes in the chat and says, oh, Drake Friday. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's dropping an album. Did you expect it when you heard it? Like, that it was going to no, sound like that? Oh, it totally threw me off. The first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, I'm, I heard it. And I'm like, oh, this nigga, he he in his like one dance bag. That's what yeah. I kept thinking. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, the whole album is like this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I I totally got it and understood it. Yeah. And, and then I just started to put the pieces together. Like if yeah. you've noticed in his social media for like the last few months, he's been hanging around Carnage a lot. Mm. Like, and I never really understood the relationship because they don't have any music together. So yeah. I'm just like, why? Are they? Like, but Carnage is lit. Like his yeah. parties be lit. So I'm yeah. like, oh, Jack just on his lit shit. But man, I, I absolutely love this album, bro. It's, it's it a is. Vibe. It is for lack of a better word. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? I think that I think that for Drake is someone who always. I think uh, our good our good friend Ty said it really best. He said Drake's just playing with his left hand now, and I was just like, yeah, Man. like he's he's getting to a point where he he has the this is where freedom, you know, the the ability yeah. to be free in what you do can 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 give you. I feel like with Certified Lover Boy, a lot of people say he's doing the same thing over and over again. And I said, yeah, you're right, but the same thing that he's doing over and over again gets him a million copies automatic. He yep. can do that. He does something different. I hate it too. So it's like, what do you yeah, guys people, want? They don't know what they want. They don't want Drake. Drake. It's always gonna be Drake haters, and you're gonna always find a reason to hate him. I yeah. think, um, you know, you kind of got the old guard of hip hop that's like, oh, he's not rapping. I, Irv, nigga, did I you saw, hear the Irv Gotti thing? I saw that. It's so funny because I was I had a conversation with Chase Infinite and Black yeah. Thought from the Roots, <laughs> and I was like, Yo, so I'll, random. Yes, it was random. It was on Juneteenth. It was a very black conversation. <laughs> We were talking about the Kendrick album. We we're talking about Drake, and I'm like, "Yo, I, I love the Drake album. Like, it's, it's it's I listen to the Drake album more than I listen to the Kendrick album. Yeah. And I and my thing was, I kept saying, I think the Drake album is better because it's a more enjoyable listening experience. Mm-hmm. And they could not fight understand that. it. They, yeah. No, they they understood. It. They couldn't fight it. Yeah. They're like, you're right, because they can't. They it's hard for them to listen to the Kendrick album. Like, and not hard from a a, a talent perspective. It's a great yeah. album. He's doing his thing. He he's rapping great. But it's the topics he's talking about heavy. I don't want to listen to that on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, you're right. But they're like, nah. But and there's some songs on the Kendrick shit that you can listen to on a Saturday afternoon. But just all the way through like I, I, every time I listen to a Drake album I listen to it all the way through it's good and it's just like man it's just a vibe it's great it's, it's his, I like what he's doing with house music not to cut you off I, no, it's good. I, I like where he's going with this like yeah. I think one of the things that, that Chase said to me he's like yo um, and this is before the Beyonce shit and all this shit he yeah. was like yo um, the sign of a, of a classic album is that it changes the, um, the course of music mm. and pop culture and I said and I told him I said just wait <laughs> and then the next couple of days Beyonce drops her house record yeah then you see rappers all on social media I'm, I'm, I got so I've seen a rapper say that he already had a house album tucked he didn't release so I'm like yo it's about to happen you about to see more of that influence in, in, in hip hop and um the one thing I hate about the discourse around this album is that um black people are like this isn't black music or they're not mm-hmm. understanding they're like oh what's this white shit what's this techno and it's like no this is black music or even better <clears throat> they are taking this black art form and saying that he should have uh, he should have worked with non-white people on it yeah that's another <laughs> thing so it's like are people here's some, I got a group chat who absolutely loves this album and yeah. they're like yo like I, I'm so tired of people shitting on this album they're like and if anyone's shitting on it saying it's not house ask them who their favorite DJ is I bet you they say Keichinata yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and it's like bro Keichinata is, is house barely to me like he's like yeah. some R&B type shit like when I think of house DJs I think of Carl Cox I think mm. of I think of Carnage I think of Black Coffee yeah. I don't think of Keichinata yeah and I think 
black people are so conditioned to just like R&B and hip hop that they're not understanding like oh this is black music by black creators yeah. like I, I think that there were so many criticisms levied against it um, that I felt were kind of disingenuous um, it might have been because the album came out at midnight and people were trying to die you can't like die, you can't dissect the album at midnight uh, you, had a, I, yeah. you had a long work day I, I listened to it <laughs> earlier in the day and then at midnight I was I was into it. You was into it, By right? midnight, I'm drinking some wine, listening to the album, dancing around the house. But those same people came around to it mm-hmm. days later because yeah. they understood it and, and they had it in the full ver- it, I, I heard everything from... And, and let's be clear, like, I do feel like it is, it, it's in terms of, like, is it Deep House? Is it very, like, is he going, you know, underground with it? No, he's not. But he didn't have to. I mean, but it, <laughs> it, technically, it, it has Deep House elements to it, like, just what Deep House is. Like, it's just, like, a more of a, a, a rhythmic jungle sound to it. Yeah, it's there's, not like like, a, there's, like, a one minute, well, I think once, I think Massive has, like, a one yeah. minute, 30 second outro where it's just the beat. And I was like, that's, yeah, that's I mean, this is my thing. He didn't make trap EDM. Yeah. If he would have made a trap EDM project, I would have been hot. <laughs> and he didn't do that. So it's like, y'all can't hate on this. This is like some real, it's just, man, you got to have a significant other. Yeah. You got to have a nice drink. But you got to be hate feeling good. People hate that too. They're like, well, you got to, I think I think some of the stuff, like you got to have a passport. Listen, I think that some of that is kind of like, that's, that's too much. That's yeah, that's cap. too much. I, I feel like if it's like, if you're, if you're open to new things that are not, because I mean, we had this conversation too. It was like, what do we listen to that's not rap? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's, and it's like, this would be something I would listen to no, that's not rap. You know what I mean? And you gotta be in the mood to enjoy yourself. I think that's another thing about hip hop. Like hip hop is so, it'd be so unenjoyable sometimes. Like it's just murder, murder, kill, kill. I fucked your bitch. Like I just want to just vibe yeah. and feel good and be happy and like and and not that all the lyrics are exactly that on the Drake album. It's very much in his um he in his future bag a lot with the lyrics. Yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> like the toxic toxicity of this I album. I got a is new. Mu- I got a new muse. That's bad news for you. I would not be shocked because Future was also around him a lot. Oh yeah. During this corner probably co-writing. <laughs> yeah, during the cornrow period, he was around him a lot as well. I'm pretty sure that's how he got those two songs for his album. I wouldn't be shocked if he has a couple writing uh, credits on the album. I haven't yeah. checked, but I wouldn't be shocked if, I just, if he did. Just lent some inspiration. You yeah, know? you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's it's a dope fucking album, and I think that like. When we look at the the landscape of rap right now, it's very boring. I'm not Man, gonna lie to you, it's, it's boring, boring as shit. As fuck. Him and I feel like he looked at it and said, "This shit, I can't." He can't. He has no competition. Let's just be clear. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have competition on on the mainstream wave. No one's like he's looking at a bunch of his contemporaries. Or like they're not really there yet. And that's why I always say like when Drake retires, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with rap. Scary hours. It's gonna be a dark era. So it's like he said, you know, let me just go over here and let y'all catch up. And the crazy part is like the house kind of wave has been bubbling. Like that, yeah. that's why Drake is so good at this shit because Drake is really like, uh, what's the Mortal Kombat character? That he, Shang Tsung. Yes, he's really that. <laughs> like I, I don't think like because no, like if you if for the last probably years six months or so I've been kind of just paying attention to the Philly music scene. Yeah, and Philly has kind of adopted this like be more Jersey club yeah. sound with like yeah. Zaz Sosa and D Sturdy and like they've been going into that bag heavy. Right. Like I, I damn near might have helped them clear a record. They they <laughs> they've been sampling record like new current records. Like yeah. this is one that samples Gavion that they have that's popping. Um, I think it's called Shake That, and then they got another one called Like That that's yeah. about to drop soon. It's sampled Summer Walker. Oh, wow. So they kind of had it out, and it kept getting taken down, and I tweeted some shit like, yo, Love Renaissance need to clear this record. Yeah. And then Tunde, the president of Love Renaissance, hit me up like, yo, like, what, what, what record are you talking about? And I sent it to him. He was like, oh, I'm about to clear this this week. Yeah. And then I just saw yesterday the kid just posted like a snippet like, yo, this is dropping soon. Yeah. So shout out to Zaz Sosa. Shout out to Tune Day. Love Renaissance. Let's, but, um, let's, let's put this as a clip and tag them, man. Let's, yeah. let's put this as a clip and tag them on that, man. That's that's real love right there. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to that record dropping. And they just, that whole Philly sound, they've been playing with that. Yeah. Like, they really been playing with the house shit. And I'm, I'm, I want to go to a party and hear somebody mix 
the Drake record, the Beyonce record, yeah, uh, the the Zaz Sosa record, yeah. and just like really have fun with that shit. Like it's one fun. of y'all DJs need to drop like a good little mix. Like I'll, I'll get I, on my SoundCloud back for that. I just think that the discourse online, and we talked about this as well, like with with uh, the Lil Nas X thing, where it's like the discourse is so toxic around certain things and. Uh, the future thing we talk we we talked about a lot of toxic discourse online. I think I think Drake discourse is probably the worst thing to be part of. I hate yeah. I hate hearing takes about it because it's, none of it is ever none of, none of it is ever not disingenuous. It's always it's always steeped in some like old school like Drake yeah. got a classic album. I'm like to who? Yeah, nothing <laughs> nothing was the same as a classic. Yeah, like to who? It's like it's it's like no one ever wants to really kind of face it. It's always it, it, we've gone from classic to trash. To just like it's jumbled together into just like oh everything sucks and i think that might be where we are in life right now like obviously we're we in an evil fucking world we're in an evil fucking time right now but the discourse of this have just been it's just been sick man and and i hope this album well do you think this album will get played a certain or remixed i, I think a remix album for this would be crazy oh, no, i've already seen some um some baltimore club djs remixing yeah. there's some uh what's his name R3 or R... So I oh, I'm terrible with names, folks. But there's a Baltimore Club DJ that already remixed Sticky. Yeah. Gave it, like, more of the Baltimore vibe. And, and, yeah, like, bro, the scenes that where house music is still thriving in the U.S., Chicago, Baltimore, Jersey, yeah. they eating this shit up. Yeah. They like, oh, for sure. Like, he bringing it back around. And, and back to the original point where you're like, people are like, oh, you gotta have a passport. You gotta listen to this on the boat and in France. Yeah. And you niggas is idiots, man. House music started <laughs> in Chicago. House is short for warehouse. Yeah. I seen somebody tweet, y'all listen to house music in an apartment. What? Bro, niggas is stupid, bro. Like, niggas is dumb. Like, <laughs> I need y'all to know how dumb y'all are. So, man, shout out to Jake just for just, you know, shining a light. And that's what he does. He yeah. shines a light on underappreciated music scenes. And people say, it's this, it's, and people say that it's appropriate. And I'm like, how can it be appropriate when he's actually working with the, with the these top people. names? Yeah. yeah. Like, the top names. They say, they say, like, no, like, I'm not gonna say names, but it's not like no shit like that. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 kind of crazy. Uh, speaking of, of of house parties, I, I mentioned earlier there's a there's a ED, there's a EDM oh yeah day trip is happening right around the corner from me right now. Have you been to a rave, Josh? I feel like you've been to Bro. every type of party. Oh yeah, I've been. Man, see this is and this is the other thing. Like I'm not I'm not new to this. I'm not new to house <laughs> music. Like that's the thing that like I, I that's why I don't argue with people about this shit because like I really like. Music is my life. I've been doing this shit since I came out the womb. Yeah. I went to the last EDC in Los Angeles where wow. people died. <laughs> like, right. Straight up. Like, someone died and people were hospitalized. That was a lot. That's why they never they don't do it in L.A. no more. Oh, they wow. do it in Vegas. Yeah. Like, I've been going to house events and, and parties all my life. Not all my life, but for a good part of my life. Right. And, um, and yeah. So, I've been to EDC. I've been to... um. I've been to like all the little insomniac events that they do. Um, I think they're doing day trip. I believe. They're, they're yeah, they might be. Trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to insomniac. I love what they're doing over there. Um, I love. I like house music because it's like, bro, house, just music and events are based on uh, this phrase they got that got called plur. Mm. It's a uh, peace, love, unity, respect. Yeah. It's the best vibe when you're at one of these events. Like nobody's like mean mugging you. The girls are are, are happy and yeah. hugging you, and like it's just a great vibe. And that, that's partly because of the drugs, but it's also just because of just the community that they're they're uh, cultivating. It's just a community of love and respect, right. and like you just have a great time, and like you're not worried about oh my outfit, and like it got to be like nah, we <laughs> dress dirty. Yeah, we dress in the dance. We dress in the sweat. We dress in to to enjoy what's going on, and like. I think hip hop is just too um too clean, too just like it, it has it has enacted this look and feel 
that I feel like is like it has evolved a little bit because now it's all about moshing and raving. It's yeah. not raving, but it's all about moshing and violence now. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like the EDM shit has never really been that. It's always been kind of. It's about vibing, two step, and shuffling. I wish I knew how to shuffle. Y'all shuffle. <laughs> hey, I can crib walk, but I can't shuffle. This shit crazy. They be, man, they be going in. I looked at a, um, I looked at a video about uh, LMFAO the other day. Because oh, I, I, I was listening to Drake on YouTube and I guess the algorithm pulled them That's uh, into, into my shit. That's a terrible algorithm. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they pulled them in. They said, "What happens at LMFAO?" And I was like, "Were they big out here?" Yeah, no. It's so funny. You just as soon as you said their name, I thought about my homegirl. Um, shout out to Stephanie Cakes. She used to be a dancer with them. She used oh, to travel wow. the world with LMFAO. Wow, for a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I forgot one of the dudes in the group like come from a little money or something. He's shit, uh, too. one of them is uh, Barry Gordy's son. Yeah, and he's the and the son is the uncle of the second guy. So it was this, it was oh, the uncle and this so like, like it's like Neff and Few yeah. like me like yeah, like Quavo like, and Takeoff. Neff That's hilarious. Few. So like I, and that and that shit is just is crazy how like that had a moment and now the moment's coming back. Yeah. And it's gonna be interesting to see like how it looks when it's enacted by a hip hop. No, well, see, that's the thing, like, and that's where see what the EDM and that they made is electronic dance music. Yeah, Drake is making house music. Yeah, which is very much like just a little sexier. Like uh, over the pandemic, when shit started to open up, there used to be a Sizzler in on Highland. Yeah, and on in LA, they tore the Sizzler down and turned it into like a club. It's like an underground club. I went there wow. one night. It was just straight deep house night. It was cracking. <laughs> it was cracking. I had a shirt that it's had Sizzler. Um, yeah, I, I, it's so funny because I hit my homie like, bro, I, this Drake album got me wanting to go to Sizzler. He was dying. <laughs> it used to be a Sizzler, and now it's just a cracking ass little house club. But oh like, my god! But yeah, this this the music that Drake is making is like deep house, a little more sexier, a little more just like linen white shirt. Just shuffling. Remember, it's that scene from True Blood that everybody's been posting as a meme. <laughs> it's that. So um, well, shout out the house, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan, man. I like that this vibe is coming back around. Like I had a real, keep it real with y'all, man. I had a, I had a Molly stage like 20, 2014, 2015. <laughs> hey, it was it was one of the best times of my life. I was out there just stage going up. Stage is concerning. Yeah, stage is real. Concerning. I mean, it was just you know, it was a time. It was a, you know, well, time uh, to be alive. MC, what'd you feel in, in in a few words? What'd you feel about the Drake album? Uh, I felt that it. Once I start getting to a point where I'm starting it from the top and get and just letting it ride from the from the uh, all the way to the last record with 21, uh, I should really start being concerned that this is going to be very high on my replay. So it's been great. I think the one thing that's just been the most annoying is how we deal with Drake and hip hop because seven years ago, a lot of people wrote, especially on Nah Right, like one of the biggest rap blogs that we have. Period. Uh, the conversation with Drake and hip hop ended up being well. He ends up being one of our biggest artists, but I'm going to put him in the bag of Diddy and Dr. Dre, a uh, <laughs> producer or a pop artist and so on and so forth. So now when he starts going into the pop lanes, it's all oh, hip hop is dying. And Irv Gotti says, I need to find a new rapper and so on and so forth. I think the playing around that we do with Drake is actually very, very odd each time that he drops. Yeah, it's it's. It's kind of crazy, but he's he's the he's the he's the top guy in the game, and it's going on 11, 12 years now. It's, it just doesn't seem to be slowing down. Uh, I read something on Ad Week this week. Um, it's it's a, it's a new story that came out about two three days ago. A Snap, Google Pixel, UNC, MMN, and Westbrook Media have introduced something that they're calling the Black uh, Creator Accelerator. <clears throat> which is, uh, is is basically an accelerator program that is designed to support and spotlight emerging black creators, 25 of them, and be part of its 523 content accelerator program. 
Uh, basically, what they do is they do over the course of 12 months, 25 applicants will receive a funding of $10,000 per month or $3 million to the entire class for the year to support their creative endeavors, support from creator industry leaders, the opportunity to, to connect with brands via Snap, uh, inclusion in announcements and public events, and one-on-one tutoring, all types of stuff for their accelerator program. That is... Have you submitted this yet? Should we? Absolutely. I'm going to submit myself. Shit. If you're not, <laughs> nigga, what the fuck? Josh is just like, okay, well, what are we doing? No, nah, I'm like, nigga, shit, should we be making this public? Nah. Nah, that, I, nah this is it's dope, man. I, you know, the one thing I think when I see these type of things, though, I see so many of these black accelerated black creators. Like, yeah. I want to see the end result, the money, the yeah. people y'all giving it to. Because I don't see too much of that. Like, I think during the pandemic, you've seen a lot of these funds get created, and you haven't seen a lot of this money a lot be of distributed. It. And who are the creators? And that's another uh, thing. Who would be yeah. the top 25? What are the criteria? Obviously, it's got to be a, a really high criteria. Yeah. Um, well, my question was, like, are brands kind of waking up to the fact that, that black creators are vital to, to their bottom line? I, don't, I mean, are they? Because, like, you still kind of see... Like I think that I, we talked about this in one of our past episodes mm-hmm. where um, what's the the basketball player that was just woke up just mad, Stephen Jackson. <laughs> Stephen Jackson. Yeah, he was in bed wiping Chloe all his face, just <laughs> mad about the TikTok top creators list. But it was no black people on that list, and like I think this might be a direct reflection of that. Maybe right. not. Maybe they already had this plan, but. I just think I don't know. Like I, I think brands are waking up slightly, but it's still that that tide isn't turning yet. Yeah. Like when I when I see you know the TikTok creators, I still see the Charlie Di- Diamalo, yeah. whatever her name is. Like I still see the same faces. And you know what I think? And I said this, and it might be it might sound like disrespectful. It might sound like a lot. Like three million is not enough. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> That's another thing too. Like ten thousand a month yeah. isn't enough. Yeah. I, I feel like that a lot of these people have the the brand deals that some of these white creators get is way more than that a month. Well, to that point, I think this this needs to just be like a, like it is an incubator accelerator mm-hmm. to get them to the point where they're like, okay, you're good with this ten thousand as your base. Now mm-hmm. let's let's go pitch you these brands and yeah. make sure they pay you more on top of that. Right, because it's a career. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's absolutely a career. It's like as much as we as millennials or people boomers whatever much as they want to say like this ain't real this can never happen it is happening for a lot of people and it's happening very fast i mean we look at people like drewski he was one of those black creators that is now he didn't need the accelerator program because he had really good connections i feel like and i i feel like a lot of people kind of gravitated to him but imagine what he could have been how would that would have you know how that have have, would have helped him we don't know you know what I'm saying? I want to see, and I want to see new creators kind of like. Don't give me the same run of the mill people you've kind of already who already kind of have shine. Like I don't need the the person with a million followers already. Yeah, to get this. Like yeah. I need the person who's at twenty thousand, ten thousand. Like yeah. I need to see new faces, and and don't let it be all comedy. Like let's get some you know some beauty influencers. Josh Pease. Um, I'm a, we're gonna talk about the the beauty influencers. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the B side. Yeah, so subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon if you haven't, because I'm gonna drop some gems for y'all, some, some health tips and all that. But yeah, I just wanted to see like, new things that aren't comedy. I feel like we underrate the amount of money a lot of these brands have. I ended up seeing on Twitter today that there was this popular uh, Twitch streamer, some white streamer, some some kid, like a literal child, damn near. And he was like, yeah, man, just wanted to announce I'm retiring from competitive Fortnite. I'm going to be moving <laughs> over to Valorant. And um, the responses and the comments that were in there was just like, man, congratulations. He's made a million. He's made millions of dollars off this salute. Can't wait to see you play on Valorant. I'm like, millions of fucking dollars? Like, that is completely insane, the amount of money that goes into a lot of these different creators. And I start realizing that as we start trying to do some of these accelerators, like, I'm, I'm sure people do want to see, even in the stream, streaming industry, who ends up being our black 
creators and our black gamers that end up making large amounts of money on this. J Five and I have had like small conversations, like speed and so on and so forth. Some, some. But he's he's not a the troll. Best conversations on speed, but he a troll yeah, exactly. though. Like, the, like the troll shit makes him like large amounts of money monthly to streaming on YouTube. Like, I want to know who the black ninja is. Who's yeah, gonna be yeah. a black ninja? Uh, it's interesting. I, it's <laughs> funny. I'm not too much into the gaming shit, so I, these names I do not know. I'm a, I, I, well, you know Ninja. Everybody, knows I know Ninja. ninja. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Or like Doctor Disrespect. Like I, I think that like That's a hilarious name. I think that like I, I don't want to sound like fucked up saying this. Like I think a lot of people look at black creators because a lot of the black creators that people follow, like Speed, are always doing some really out of control, fucked up shit. Hmm. There are not shit. Yeah, there are not of there are not a lot of like whole like that I know of that are like and that's and that's my and, and that's my problem, but that's also like the problem of like what gets broadcasted to me. There aren't a lot of like wholesome, quote yeah. quote wholesome black streamers that it's I know about. A lot of cool niggas either. Like yeah. it's like you, you could be cool and do this, and I think that disconnect is always there in a lot of industries. Yeah, and I, I see it in TV and film a lot. Like I, a lot of the the the, the top popping actors. Are cornballs? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I would never want to dress or be like this guy. He's corny at all. At all. And 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 the and the thing is, it's like we we we'll get to that, or or, or you'll see like someone like Speed, or um, they just they, they just don't look like they represent me. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. And and that is that to me is 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 like okay, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna go to the white dude, even though I would never hang out with him. He just give me the information I need for right now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I started tapping into a lot of more like you know because of my job and, and we're trying to find creators in the space, I started looking at more more uh, game-centric black uh, creators. And yep. they struggle to get 9,000 views. Man. What, meanwhile, the same information, I looked at the Xbox conference and I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to look at the black perspective. 9K, 12K. That's where they're topping out at. White dude, same information, Josh. Same information. One million. That's crazy. And, and it's like there there is a real need for these accelerator programs, but I'm telling you there isn't enough money being put into this. 10000 is enough for them to maybe, if they got to buy some some impressions, they'll probably be able to do that. But it's still not enough to really pay their bills and, and keep their lights on. Like, mm-hmm. it's it just where we are right now. Like, I'm seeing these white niggas in Teslas and shit like that. What are these black niggas driving? Man. <laughs> Civics? Uh, who knows, bro? It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I think about this shit a lot, too, and I think, you know, it... it it also goes back to like what that industry is on. Like, are they on? Um, is are are there black viewers? Yeah. Like, is there a ton of black viewers that are watching these streams and, and really tapped in? And I, don't I, know, it, I it saw some. Be- I saw some wild shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Uh, there was there was a and this is the t- this is an example of the type of the type of people who kind of uh, get the attention that 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 you know most streamers kind of look towards there was a black streamer that dressed up as Donkey Kong I'm going to send this to you right now he dressed up as Donkey Kong (laughs) black dude with this white uh, I guess this other white streamer and and it was like uh, this is is a tweet says trigger warning Belle Delphine has allegedly made the YouTuber too mad dressed in a Donkey Kong costume forcing him to smile through his pain do you see this shit? no I didn't see that what the fuck I just sent it to our chat hold on Uh, it's, it's, it's it's really fucking crazy like this is what this this is a nigga that could could have used the accelerator instead of having to do this. Who is this nigga? Yeah, man? exactly. <laughs> it's crazy that he even agreed to this. What are you on? And the replies are like, "This is the worst generation of black kids. This is the worst shit ever. Monkey videos, all types of shit." It's like they have to be something that these programs and these brands can do to actually not only just give us money, change the perception. But honestly, and this is one of the reasons why, like, I don't like 
I'm not the biggest fan of like internet culture. Yeah. Because this is all very much like 4chan type shit. Like, yeah. This is just 4chan adjacent. Yeah. And like this is like she might have a 4chan account and, yeah. and, and be in those in rooms. And it's like, you know, th- this is that's not the type of shit that we need to be putting on a, a pedestal or, yeah. or, or even watching. Like uh, she should mm-hmm. be canceled for lack of a better word. And she won't be. I know she, because it, this is 4chan <laughs> humor. This is what they like. This is what yeah. that, that, that viewership enjoys. And so, so it needs to be just a change from top to bottom, honestly. And into into part and parcel with that, uh, KB Lame, I think that's how you say his name. He was he's the top TikTok star. He he actually he actually lapped uh, Charlie D'Amelio. I mean, this she still has a fucking show on Hulu, but yeah. um, he's the biggest uh, TikTok guy. One point well, one hundred forty two point eight million fans on on, on TikTok. No, so the, here and here's the difference. He is the most followed on TikTok. Yeah. He is not the not highest the earning. Paid. Yeah, not and the that's most crazy. Paid. So like if if that's the accelerator program, I would say give him three million, period. Yeah, just he's off not, top. It's crazy. That he's the most followed, and he was not in the top five earners. It's crazy. That's wild. It makes no sense. It's and, wild. and but the way the NY Post promoted it was laid off factory worker unseats Charlie D'Amelio as top TikTok star. I saw that, and I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. If they leave with that, the like, perception, and they got packed out for that. Like, yeah. Like twenty, I think it was like a lot of quote tweets that packed them out for it. But it's like the perception of us is like, is this the start? But it's like, how far do we gotta go to just get respect here, bro? Like, what's it gonna take to get respect? It's like, bro, we run the we run the shit, we run the show, we bring all like like Chef K said, we bring the sauce, we bring everything to this to the table, mm-hmm. and we still kind of get treated like this. And the the new frontier is influencer shit. The new frontier yeah. is this TikTok shit, and we're still not getting respect. And I think that's just. It's just interesting the way that that they did that. I don't even I don't even follow KB Lame, but I followed him after that. Yeah, I don't, I don't follow him either. But I, I know I've seen his videos before. It's just funny. Yeah, he's he funny. Yeah, yeah. He was in a fashion. He was in Gas or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. Gas. He, but he's funny and like, does he talk? I've never heard his voice before. He just does the little. I I think <laughs> he thing does. Is, he talk I think work? the thing is more so. I think the thing is more so the hands. They have a TikTok commercial with Allen Iverson doing the hands and they're yeah. like explaining it and so on and so forth. But I, I I haven't really tapped in too much of his content. But I'm pretty sure it's mostly like captions and then the the hands, the expression. Yeah, is he even doing like branded content? Like I, yes, I wonder he does how that, do okay. branded content. Yeah, he does. And and I and I think that again, it's it's important to say okay, okay, he. But but the thing is, you said you said it earlier, Josh. I don't want to get the guy that's already had a million followers, exactly. but he's not getting paid, so it's like he might. Yeah, <laughs> he might followers need it. might need it. So it's tough. Like it's a really interesting intersection here, and and I would love to see. I want to see like a, a um actual like digital marketing studio or something like that. Just be a black owned digital marketing studio. I haven't seen that. I mean, yeah, I, eh, it's it's some multicultural out there, but <laughs> you're right. It ain't a black owned that I've seen at least, and I think I don't know. It's just. It's interesting, man. Like I think the way we we come at this shit isn't as strategic as other uh, races and fan bases. No. Like Charlie just came out the gate, damn near branded everything. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it's just we kind of gotta ha- we gotta do better how we present ourselves, and they gotta do better on how they kind of um, come in and and try to try to start these relationships. Absolutely, and it's a twofold for sure. Uh, and I think and, those RDC niggas do good work too. They ended up being more into like a sports brand. They started being more accepted by sports too. But even then, it just feels like wow. There, there's so many different areas that it feels like they could be even larger compared to other people. That even even Charlie did some NBA shit. She does some NBA shit with TikTok and uh, yep. Jokic and I think somebody else. And that ended up getting slandered. But even RDC, like putting RDC in that space, is something that you know you think it would be a no brainer to a lot. No, nah, they're uh, they're well on their way. Though. I love what they're doing over there too. Like shout out to um Mark and Su- Supreme Dreams, whatever he goes by. Currently. Yeah, I yeah. love that. But he's but to, 
but like follower wise, he's like a C or T or, or C or B tier guy. Yeah, as yeah, far as exactly. followers. But they're oh, they also man, we need to hook up with them for the anime conference. They they big into the anime world. Yeah, they got a they got a, a book and everything coming soon. We should. Hey, yeah. anime expo. We might be tapped in. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna figure that out this week. Uh, but speaking of this week, we're at the hour mark. So uh, thank you guys for listening to Black Print. Of course, right after this, we're going to be tapping you guys in with Black Print Radio with Chef K. Um, a fantastic episode. Uh, I, I think that one of my favorite uh, Amp Radio episodes. Uh, Josh, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, man. Stay tuned for the uh, conversation with Chef Kayla. That shit was very insightful, very great. Um, shout out to her. Shout out to everybody listening. Yeah, so uh, until we see you guys next time, we'll have our, our new guest for Amp Radio coming up very soon. We'll put that on our socials. Please follow us at the Black Print Pod on Instagram. We got all the all our clips. Our clips go crazy. Hey. Our clips go Our reels go crazy on there, Tap bro. in. Tap in with us. Uh, follow Josh at Josh and Peas. Mark at my man MC. Myself at OG Johnny Five. We'll see you guys in uh, two weeks for another episode of The Black Print. everyone thanks for tuning in let's start with a bop Oof, you guys are gonna love this one okay callers is the album worth a listen it's so good i bet you would love the intro let's play it Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. Yes, sir. Again, these rocks consistent and we consistently back with you guys on Black Print Radio. Welcome back. We on AMP, of course. It is J5 here with Josh Pease and our man MC, producer of the show. Josh, what's going on? Man, we here, man. Back for more Black Print Radio. I'm over here eating these pistachios. Eating pistachio P. Yeah, pistachio P. That was literally <laughs> my nickname. So, and it's, it's 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 a great thing to be in here eating pistachios because like I mean I've been working out trying to get my protein and shit, and this is just a good little meal. <laughs> do do does it actually fill you up? I, uh, yeah, they do. Honestly, I don't know. I, it's weird. But anyway, speaking of food, we have the illustrious, yes, the very talented, yes, celebrity chef. And uh, TV chef now. Yeah. Uh, chef Kayla in the building. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. <laughs> That's the intro for me. Hey, you see? <laughs> he was like, yo, you want an intro? I was like, yeah, of course. Come on. Nah, you're like a, you're honestly a TV superstar. And it's crazy because like it's international. Like you and the, the BBC with it. I know. And that's so crazy to me that I'm like in London, like before la <laughs> yeah no that's crazy that's how it's supposed to go yeah we're, we're you good. know like is it a, is it is that how it's supposed to go yeah no yeah no, no it's definitely i tell you like when i like when i think about fame or celebrity when you think about like think about what's her megan markle yeah she has no reason why she should be popular to me but she is i know who that is yeah off rip i just megan like it's just crazy so i don't know i like 
the UK, I like London. I like what they do over there. I think it's a more curated fame. Like, they don't just make people famous for nothing. Yeah. And, you know, America, everybody's mm. famous. You got, like, Ruby Rose. I just saw her doing a skit with Drisky, and I'm like, I forgot she made music. She's out, <laughs> she's, she's out here. She's out here. But we're going to talk about that TV show. And during during the course of this interview, during during this hour, uh, but, she, but Chef KK, welcome to the show. Thank you for doing the show. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate it. You know, Josh, I'll do anything for you. Man, so. thank you. That's love. No, you, un- problem. you understand. Justin was so excited about this because this dude thinks he's a little chef himself. Hey, food, <laughs> food network me, man. <laughs> he be cooking on the, on the gram. I'm like, yo, wait, wait until we get, wait until I'll show you a real chef. Somebody oh, really put it down. No, I ain't go for it. Justin cooked some oxtails the other night. I was like, yo, he did that. Hey, it was Juneteenth. I had to do it for, I had to do it for, for the culture, man. You Such know what I mean? Nigga. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, enough about, I'm not really, you know, chef, chef K, you, you, you were a real chef. How did you get into becoming like a professional chef? Like what, what kind of, what avenues led you to this career? I always had a lot of jobs when I was in high school cause I had homeschool. Right. And so I just like, when it came down to trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I always loved music. Right. And I'm like, just being like, what, that was 2007. So it wasn't Instagram. It was like barely MySpace. It wasn't none of that other stuff, you know? And it was, it seemed like the music industry to me seemed so like far out of my reach, but I knew that like I had a passion for cooking and I knew I liked cooking. I knew that like whatever career I pick, and that goes for anybody, whatever career that we pick, we know that we're going to have to work hard at it because nothing is easy. Right. right. But you just got to enjoy what you're doing. Right. So, I was like, you know what? I felt like becoming a private chef was a lot more tangible than maybe the music industry. So I was like, I want to be a private chef for like, you know, celebrities. And like, I was thinking like in the music industry, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, and I can travel with them and I can do this and I can do that. And so that's really how it came about. I was like, I want to be a private chef. I Googled, I Googled, I've seen they make over six figures. I said sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> and and this it's dope it's dope because like not a lot of people know when to kind of change course. People like some people like will, will will run their head into the wall multiple times knowing that this probably isn't going to work out for them the way that they want to and and you caught on to it early. Yeah, I've just always been a realist just like coming from my background, my mom and like just what I'm just used to. I always just am like, I'm gonna just be real realistic about this situation. I went to culinary school, you know, and I just just been t- 10 toes down ever since. <laughs> I've just been like making sure like I've just been consistent in what it is that I do. That's being a chef and being a private chef and talented and I'm good. And I was one of the first in my, in my city. Yeah. And in my, in, in this, I feel like in this, generation i was one of them ones like i was one of the first i don't know who else because I, I i don't really keep up with other people but um i know for sure me because i'm i just remember like being embarrassed not embarrassed but like as soon as i was done with school i'm coming out my chef coat and like i'm fitting in with my friends because wasn't nobody else doing what i was doing right man that's a great point so i think that also like i think that also helped me stand out because it wasn't nobody else doing what i was doing so it's like to know that well she's a chef now we know a bunch of chefs like being a chef is cool now but i think coming up and being 15 years in being ahead of the curve it was like i put that stamp on who i was and it 
and I was I was like I stood on that, you know. Right. So. No, I love that. It's it's interesting yeah. that you said that too, because before you know, twenty seventeen or two two thousand seven. 2006 even like there wasn't instagram or like as prevalent as it was and like there's so many chefs on instagram now like everyone's a chef on instagram and that just that wasn't something that was going on back then so i, I definitely can attest to seeing you being one of the first that kind of stepped out of there in our kind of generation or era yeah for sure i mean i remember um because instagram came out came out in 2011 but um I remember just searching the internet and trying to figure out how do you become a private chef? How do you do this? Like there was no tutorial. I remember reading something saying that becoming a private chef is one of the rarest jobs in the world. Um, There's no, um, even with getting with an agency, if you was to get with an agency, um, you, they want you to have five years of in-home experience already. Well, how am I supposed to have in-home experience if I can't get a job? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm coming to an agency to get a job. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I remember I signed up with some of these agencies, and they wasn't really giving me work. And um, now it's to the point where I get so many stuff in my email, and I don't even look at them. And one of the last conversations I remember having with one of the people, I was like, "Well, I work for this person, that person, this person. Like, I can give y'all some help, y'all some some work." You know what I mean? <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, and they're just like, "Wow," you know. And it started being these like checking calls where instead of them asking, telling me they got this lame ass job that I would pass on, like I would be like, "Oh, well, I'm already like doing X, Y, and Z." So that was also a nice little, you know, something for me to feel like I really accomplished because it was like there wasn't no. There wasn't a, a, a script, you feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I I feel like I contributed to the private chef game 100%. You know what I mean? Like, that's real. Nah. I've been doing the same thing on Instagram since I got on it. Right. So if you've been paying attention and been tapped in, then you see that you see it. I, I gave you the blueprint. Consistency. We love that. I love that. So, no, I, I, this is great because, like, I really want to know, like, what's your, like, day-to-day like? Like, what's your clients? And, like, I know you have, um, you're, you're the head chef at 40 Love now. So, like, how does that, how do you balance your days? Oh, it's so funny because before I um got on this, before this call, I was talking to my mom. And um I don't talk to her all the time, but we when I talk to her, we talk long. And I was, she was just like, I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes I'd be a little jealous wishing I was doing what you was doing. And I was like, which part? The part where I'm slaving every day? <laughs> like, she was like, oh, I, I know, huh? It probably is. You probably are working all day. I said, all day, every day. She was like, well, okay, maybe the part that looks real fun. And I was like, oh, okay. The parts where I have to work six days a week or seven days a week for weeks at a time to have fun for three days. Like, um, but no, my day to days are really hectic, you know, for a long time, especially it wasn't as, um, as extreme as it is now, but I was just this morning and it's funny, I almost posted it on my Instagram, but I'm, I didn't, but I was sitting in my office downstairs and I'm like, damn, like I got home at one o'clock in the morning yesterday from work. I got to work at 9am. I have five clients yesterday. I sent three of those in an Uber to them all wanted it at the same time. One came and picked it up for me. Um, I left, got asked to come back to work um, just to, um, and then when I left, I had left and stopped by 40 love, 
you know what I mean? I'm leaving one client to go by my restaurant, tap in, see what's going on over there, just to show face. And, you know, with 40, I'm, I am the executive um, chef over there. And my my duty is to really, you know, come up with new menu items, um, um, come up with new menu items, recipes, but also just like maintain the quality control. Um, we do have like a full, you know, staff and I do have a head chef over there who, um, you know, is making sure everything, you know, that runs the day to day since I, I definitely couldn't be there. But um, just to go back to what we were originally saying, you know, my day to days are never the same. Um, they're never the same. Um, I like I said, I I did all that yesterday. Woke up. I woke up at 830 this morning. I'm like, fuck. I'm wait, I woke up late. I need, oh, you know, I woke up late. <laughs> I usually wake up at five thirty six, um, and I had to have my first client's meal to her. I needed to call the Uber and have it in the Uber by eleven a.m. So I had nine to eleven to cook the food. That's two hours. Um, today was like technically my off day, so I still had a client. I did two meals for her, sent it in an Uber, and then today I was able to run a couple errands. Um, but tomorrow it'll be back. And then it was, it was nice because two of my clients went out of town yesterday, but right. they get back tonight. So I'll go back to, I'll be at work. I'll have three clients that I need to send their food out in Uber. And, and then we just going to take it from there. But I was saying that to say, <laughs> after I cooked her food, <laughs> after I cooked her food, I went upstairs and I was like, okay, now let me print these orders because you know I have my own seasoning too. Damn. So it was like I was at work all day yesterday. I was by two o'clock. I was tired as fuck. <laughs> like I was tired as fuck, and I was like, I'm not even halfway done with the day. And um, and like as the evening was approaching, it's you know ten hours ahead in London, so it's like three, four, and everybody in London is like watching the show on the group chat, and they're you know commenting on the show, and I'm like, damn, I'm over here at Puff's house working. And I, my show's on TV right now, wow. you know, and then I and then I wake up in the morning and I get right back. I go to sleep for a couple hours, jump right back into work. Then as soon as I'm done with that, I'm like, now let me go upstairs. Let me pack these orders for my seasoning and then let me go take these seasonings. OK, now what else? OK, I have a little bit of time before I have to get on this call, you know, later. So I went and like did a, ran a couple errands, but it's just always, always, always different. That for the most part, I'm cooking every day. That was that was. I'm stressed just hearing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I probably could have simplified that a little bit, but it's a lot. Like I have the seasonings, I have my restaurant, I have my day-to-day clients that I juggle three to four a week. I have um, the show and then I have all the extracurricular activity things that I've squeeze in that the projects that I work on, whether it's Pinterest ads or whether it's, um, you know, a, a podcast that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on, um, chef Elisa podcast as Aaron, I think on Friday, this hers was pre-recorded, but like, you know, I get asked to do other things too. So it's just always something. Well, we, we appreciate you having time and your busy schedule to even to do this. You know, we live on amp right now with chef KK, Josh P's MC. Uh, one thing I did notice about, private chefs, I don't see a lot of black women in the space. And I wanted to know, like, was that something that was a hindrance? Was it, was it something that was, was kind of a blocker for you trying to come up? I don't want to say that it was a blocker or a hindrance to me because, um, I think what has been for me has made its way very naturally to me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But I will say that um, it's not a lot of African-American women in a lot of spaces. And um, I think that now more than ever, we are starting to get more opportunity and um, people want to give us that opportunity because they see it's not um, a lot of a lot of us in these spaces. And so uh, I credit a lot of the last couple years of what I've been doing to that um, because because there, there's nobody that looks like me mm-hmm. in this space. I'm young. I'm pretty. I'm hip. <laughs> you know, I'm cool. And, um, uh, true. And, and it's different, you know, and they want to see that. They're like, oh, shit, it don't have to be an old, stuffy, stuck-up white person, yeah. male or woman. No, nah, that's so real, because I used to, I grew up watching, like, the Food Network. Like, I would watch that shit when I was younger, like, when Emerald and all that shit was popping. And, and to think, like, Emerald Lagasse was the cool guy. Like, think about that. That's an old-ass Italian nigga just saying mm-hmm. black black phrases there, man. I think man. he was Creole, bro. Yeah, I think I think he, he was Creole. Creole. He was just, yeah, he was Creole, for sure. Not yeah, like, yeah. white, you know, French, white, black type of thing. And exactly, he was, and because... He was still like a white man. You look at him and you'll think white, but he had that flavor. He was yep. like, boom, bam. You know, like, <laughs> so it was giving you that hip, you know, black vibe because we, I mean, we, our whole, everything is based around food, believe it or not. You know what I mean? Our, our culture. And I think I love that so many black people are like so into, into food more now, you know, because it's, our food is more than just like fried chicken and collard greens. Yeah. We make everything taste good. We 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 add the sauce, we add the sizzle, we add the KK sizzle to everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? To anything. Everybody takes what we bring to the table. Like everybody eating off our table anyway. So yeah. it's like I, of course, like why wouldn't we be on the forefront? But I, I do think that um it's a very rare, it's a very sensitive position. It's a very um it's a very, like I said, rare job. Um, and a lot of times people, let me, okay. <laughs> let me, let me say this. Like, this is what I don't like sometimes. And I'm going to just say what I don't like. And, and, and what I think you that know, the floor is yours. Be, the floor is yours. You got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that African-American women are getting a lot more opportunities and it's a good thing, but white is always right. And if you're white, and if you're a white man, you're going to get it first. And if you're a white woman, you're going to get it second. And then if you're a black man, you might get it third. And then if you're a black woman, you might get it fourth. Right. And so on and so forth, you know. But I, I will say that I, the black girls that I do be seeing on Instagram cooking, y'all need to keep y'all titties in y'all shirt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I've seen, I've come across a lot of TikTok videos where women they, that's definitely what I see. Is that what's going on out there? It's aesthetic. I think so because it's like it's like you're either like a square. You know what I mean? I, for the for what I see on the internet for black girls that are women that are cooking, you're either like a square. Okay, cool. You're not whatever you know that hip or attractive or whatever. You're not or or you're boring. Or you think you're like the Megan the Stallion of cooking and like nobody wants that. Like who, I love that. Who, is, who, and, <laughs> who wants to be around that? Like you need to dumb it down and like really like hone in on your profession. Especially if you're in the space of like the celebrities and athletes that I've been like I've been in for the last fifteen years. Like you're not gonna get nowhere like 
that's not gonna give you no extra points. Yeah, you're not gonna be taken seriously. It's, I'm glad you brought this up because this is something we spoke about um, two weeks ago with Nikki. Yeah, and just the way you know women are perceived in the workplace and how you kind of have to go a little harder and like not even go harder, but like you got to push the limits of, of your womanness and your womanhood on on the situation, but you also got to kind of hold it back sometimes. And like it's a fine line to walk, and you know a lot of people kind of trip over it sometimes. So it's it's funny to see that that's prevalent in all different spaces and careers and industries. It really is. And you know what? We got to remember that too. Like, you know, being a black woman, like we already have a perspective. We are, we have a perception of like, you got an attitude, you this, you that, you know what I mean? Or, you know, whatever people think the stereotypes are, that's what they are. We can't get around that. You know what I mean? But I think that it's your job every day to show up and prove that wrong. Right. And I just want us as a culture, us as black women to like focus on that, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, you know, but I know how to like cut my shit on and off. Right. And I think that's what helped me win. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a, this was good. This was good. We're going to take a quick break. You know, we got to, we got to pay our sponsors and all that. We're going to go right. We're going to go to LA uh, real quick. We're going to play a little bit of Dom Kennedy, South Central Love on Black Print Radio. We'll be right back with Chef hey. K. Back on Black Print Radio, J5 here with Josh Pease, MC on the boards. And we're here with Chef KK. She was dropping all types of knowledge, all types of fucking information, jewels, everything in the first segment. If you missed that, you'll be able to hear it on our Patreon in a couple of days. It goes up on Patreon after we after we go live here. Chef K, you good? We still we still here? You you all right? Envy, <laughs> are we live? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so one thing that we mentioned uh, in the first segment, we we mentioned that you actually have. I mean, you global. You're you're on you're on a TV show on BBC. It's called Hungry for It, I believe. Um, what's your experience been like on the show? Or what was your experience like on the show? It was so freaking fun. Okay, <laughs> let me just start with that. It was so crazy because okay, first of all, I I had absolutely no clue that it was about to be like this. Like the first day I walked on set, I was like, whoa, this is like really big and nice. You know, Um, when I first like got the call or when the when the the producer first reached out to me, it was just like they just found me on Internet. This was in 2009. Um, Not 2009, 2019. And um, I started the process and then COVID happened. I was just going to meet one of the producers and I was going through the chain of events. Oh, you got one more person was talking. One more person was talking. And then um, we were going to, I was going to meet one of the producers and then COVID happened. So then it was just nothing. And then, so I didn't know if it was ever going to happen or not. And then, um, and then when it started dying down, I started getting calls again. Okay. So we, a couple more people need to talk to you, but, and so then I talked to a couple more people and then it was just like, you got it. And I'm like, Oh my God. And they're just like, you're coming to London in a month. And I'm like, okay. Um, So I, I go to London and um 
it was really crazy. Like the second day that I got there, my dad had a heart attack. Oh man. And Sorry, man. Um, I had to quarantine. I had to quarantine for 12 days. So um, before we even started the, the filming process. So the second day I got there, he had a heart attack after like six days, he passed away. And so then I had to like, so now I'm still quarantining um, under those circumstances. And um, I filmed the whole show, never been on TV before, never had 35 cameras in my face and cranes and lines. I didn't know I was going to have lines and a stylist and makeup and hair every day. I didn't know any of these things. And um, I went in there and I just did it. And it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, we really look at the show as it's not like uh, um, I'm I'm like... I'm there to mentor and to make these cooks better. I'm not there to just be mean and just be like, oh, you know, this is, this, this fucking sucks. You're trash. <laughs> Goodbye. It's <laughs> like, no, it's, um, I'm there to mentor the cooks um, and really help them. Um, and through that whole process, it really helped me a lot too. And it really helped me just to be a better leader in, in, in myself and at my own restaurant. Um, it's, it's a dope platform and like a dope layout of the show. It's a first, it's a, the first thing is called a level up. Right. So there's three challenges per episode, right? So the first challenge is a level up. Then the second challenge is actual service. And then the third challenge is knives out. So the level up will de determine who will go either to the restaurant kitchen, which is my kitchen, mm -hmm. or the pop-up kitchen, which is Big Zoo's kitchen. If you're in my kitchen and you do well, you could potentially win a prize for that episode. If you're in Zoo's kitchen and you do poorly, you're up for elimination. And then the other people that was in that pop-up kitchen, they do a spike vote as well. So your peers might be voting you off it as well. And those two people go to the Knives Out Challenge and that's where you battle it out to see who's about to get kicked off the show that episode. That's, that's deep. And so it's really tight. And then like some of the stuff that they do is like, you have to look at this iPad and you have 30 seconds to memorize how to do this TikTok sandwich where you like, <laughs> it's, it's all on the that's, BBC3 that's website. I mean, <laughs> it's dope. Like, I mean, they had to like make pancakes in, in, in 10 minutes, matcha green tea pancakes, and they had to memorize the, the what they were watching or make this TikTok um, sandwich. And then like one of the prizes was like, the second prize on the second episode was you get your recipe on Nando's menu all across the country. Oh, that's dope. Wow. Like, Oh, those are dope prizes. No, these are no, it's a real show. Yeah. Like after the Nando situation, I was like, hold on, I know Nando's. Like, yeah. you know, like as a as an American on the show, I'm like, oh no, 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 wait, this is a real thing. This is like big. So it was really, really like cool and like it was so tiring. I was like, shout out to all the actors and actresses in the world because this is a motherfucking job, okay? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It shows you that, like, even reality TV is, like, tasking and, like, there's lines and scripts and things. Like, that was that was interesting when you said that. I was like, damn, really? Like, yeah, lines? Like, I thought it was all freestyle, but that's that's crazy. Mm -mm. It's, it's like, it was like a script. It's like, okay, you know, when I when we come out, I have to be like, welcome. This, this week's challenge is X, Y, and Z. You know, so it's like, yep. I still had a, a, a blueprint that we had to stay on. And honestly, I have to give a shout out to Stacey Dooley my my host of the show she is a 
BBC legend, <laughs> London legend. Um, but I, I gotta, I really gotta say thank you to like Stacy and to Big Zoo, who is my co-judge. Um, he's like, a, he's a grime artist um, in London. He also um, has like a cookbook and his own cooking show. And he just won two BAFTAs a couple of weeks ago. And yep. like those two really encouraged me so much and kept me grounded and like always like, you know, we just clicked and it was like, you got this, you know, like just take your time, you know, and just do you and just have fun with it. And honestly, like it was, it was just like one of the best experiences I've ever had. One, one thing I am glad is that like, you, you know, you, you came on and said, it's not my job to be mean because I think the hook of a lot of these cooking shows right now are you got to be Gordon Ramsay, but with this gimmick, or it has to be kind of like Gordon Ramsay, but a little bit nicer, or it has to be some crazy fucking gimmick. What, you know what I'm saying? This is like something that it sounds like it's like, it sounds like it was really progressive and positive and, and something that's like actual competition. It, it very much is like the contestants or the cooks, they live together and they compete against each other. And then they work together too and the services. So it was very like, a learning experience with prizes and a little bit of, you know, friendly competition, but it was like, it's, it's a really cool like experience and it's not, it's a different layout to me. It's not what we're used to seeing on cooking shows. And of course me being me, I'm brutally honest a lot of times. So <laughs> I might come off a little, you know, harsh, but all in all, and I think we'll see it throughout the um, season is like, I, I I have that real like restaurant experience and like it's not it's not all funny games. It's not just do whatever you want. You know, we're a service business. We're here to take care of the clients, to take care of the the customers and to really um be be artists and put everything that we love and know on a plate in its best and most consistent form every time. Mm-hmm. You know, we we cannot slack like my favorite line is like, you're only as good as your last meal. You know what I mean? Every time you do something, you need to put 150% into it because it's 10 more people. Like we know, like 20 more people that want to do the exact same thing. And, and, Netflix are on niggas next. I'm sorry, can I say niggas and <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Sorry, yeah, you can, you can. Netflix is on next. Like, you know what I mean? Like you have to like, because, if I come in here today and be like, you know what, I'm going to just whip this shit up. Say you go to a restaurant and, you know, Josh, I didn't ate at restaurants with you before. You know, it's like we go somewhere. We, we want to try it. It's either going to be like, ooh, this was bomb. I'm going to come back. Or it's be like, mm, that was cap. I ain't coming back. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you only as good as your last meal. You know, you only as good as the last thing that you did. You got to do that 110%, especially in the food industry. And um, I I try to instill that into the chefs and just let them know little stuff. You got to taste your food, like taste your food. Why would you possibly give me something that you didn't taste? (laughs) That's a great point. No, I love that you touched on that. Cause like a lot of restaurants don't have consistency and that's the biggest problem. Like I'll go to a place and love it the first time and then go back the second time and be like, Oh, this, this didn't even taste the same. And it's just like that's that's a real signifier of a great restaurant when you can do it over and over again and it's still great every time. It's hard though, and like shout out to them restaurants that really got a good team and a good staff because it's so hard, especially now. Like the restaurant industry is just struggling and suffering, and I feel so sorry because it's so hard to get really good help 
everybody think they're supposed to get paid a million dollars to do nothing or you know what I mean? I don't know. And just like <laughs> it's just it's just so hard right now. And I think a lot of a lot of restaurants um are struggling and um struggling with that consistency because you gotta think uh, a restaurant, you have your executive chef, you have your you have your head chef and then everybody underneath are cooks. So if the cooks, you know, you might have a bad cook there that day. Yeah. That's a real thing. <laughs> Damn. That, say it like somebody being like, day, I must not have had a good cook. That's a real thing. Yeah. I was going to ask you, cause you mentioned this earlier too, is like, do you think with like the rise of social media and like TikTok chef, do you think that's like kind of, um, hindered the, uh, the, the, the food industry and just like the restaurant business? Um, I 100% think so. Um, there, I can't make a TikTok to save my life. <laughs> I literally do not have the time, the patience, the energy. I it is so crazy to me. So like I think that being a TikTok chef is not reality. Being a TikTok chef means that that is what you do. You know what I mean? Right. And like unless the other thing that you do is sit down on a computer all day or something for 8 hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then that's just like but to really like I listen. Shout out to the TikTok chef. Oh, I think about no. It, it, I brought it up just because I, I see so much of it, and I see like even before TikTok, you've seen so many like Instagram chefs and people selling plates, and it's like ninety percent of that shit looks terrible. Yeah, but it's like you Darius know, cooks. Yeah, but then you kind of have these people who are just like, oh, like I can cook at home, and my you know my significant other likes it, so I might as well sell it. And it's like, man, it's just such a difference. So, like, I wonder, like, did that trickle into the restaurant business? And that's just why, like, everybody's selling plates at home. They don't want to work at at the restaurant. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, females be looking good on the internet. Do they be looking like that in person? That's a a great, great analogy. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Before we we go to break, I I had one more more question before we go to break. What what was like what was in your opinion like what was your biggest challenge on the show was it all the cameras was it learning the lines like what what to you was like the biggest the biggest challenge I mean it could even be you being in London and the time difference and shit like that um, in the beginning that was a huge time difference I was not sleep I mean that was a problem but I think my biggest issue and even when I look back on the show it's um, just being um, fluent and being myself and what I was saying and remembering those lines. Um, and just like, it just being something that's so new and foreign, I think that was what the hardest part was for me. I think being there and not really knowing, like, like I was myself, right. Mm -hmm. But it was also like, no, you have to like be, you gotta be Chef KK, you know, like you are Chef KK, like to the world right now. So for me, it was like being in that moment and like, trying to remember those lines but then like being myself was like balancing the two balancing those two things were um probably the most new i wouldn't say difficult but it was the newest thing for me it was like the lines and then the still being myself you know what i mean i mean because i was very much myself yeah, having to be authentic, be like, I wouldn't say this shit let me say it the way i would say it like like you had to like work around that and then it was like you know that Sometimes, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, after a few, the writer, um, she started like, I would be like, why did you say it like this? I just thought you were saying it like that. <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah. <laughs> it started getting like more fun. She, 
she it, it was so interesting to me because it was like we'll leave set and then by the morning she'll be like okay today here's today and i'm like when do you sleep like oh my god you went home and did this and it was be like she'll be like yeah i mean i have to do it it's my job but it's like we started getting they started understanding me and i started understanding them and like it's a it's a little bit it's not a language barrier because we all speak english but they say things a little bit different than i might say things so it was just like i it was just like the lines and the it just being a new experience for me i think just it being something so new was probably the most difficult thing but i think that my favorite part of the show was always when i was judging i think that i was um really myself i was able to just like because there wasn't no lines when i was judging yeah. you know it wasn't like i was coming in and being like okay today this is our challenge da 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 that's where I, as I'm watching the show, we're now on episode three. We just, yeah, so we just did episode three yesterday. Um, as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is looking a little awkward for me. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, okay, today is chicken week, you know, or just like, <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just new. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was nothing about it was difficult. Nothing about. I'm a. I'm a soldier. <laughs> I go and I. I do whatever you know. But it was different, and uh, I liked it. Though I loved it, and I loved. I really, really loved everything about it. No right. complaints. That's awesome. That's okay. So we're gonna take a, a quick break. When we get back, I want to talk about the KK seasoning. When we get back, is that is that cool? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to go to Summer Walker, uh, Ari Linux, Unloyal on Black Print Radio. We'll be right back with, Chef, with Chef K. I'm with them cuts. I ain't going <laughs> to hold you. Black Paint Radio, J5 here, Josh Pease, MC on the boards. We got Chef KK here, still rocking with us. We talked about her, her, you know, new TV show, BBC, all of that, Hungry For It. Make sure you go check that out on their website. It's, it's live right now. It's, it's, I think it's on episode three, right, Chef K? Yeah, every Tuesday, 8 p.m., BBC Three and BBC iPlayer. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so Chef K, our, our our homie MC, he's a producer for our show. He actually has a question for you, so he's gonna we're gonna throw to him real quick. And he'll ask you our next question. Hey, Chef K, I do want to say just first and foremost, I really do appreciate you fucking with the records. Not to kiss our own ass right now, but I love the summer vibe that we just went with this week. I did, I don't even think this was completely planned between myself, J Five, and Josh, but that was a nice little summer vibe that we just set here on Black Print Radio. Hmm, I can agree. Uh, but speaking of summer vibes. I do want to say that I am looking to make the move to Los Angeles in a few months. Of course, I know you are an L.A. native. I have been for the past 20 years out in uh, Florida. What's one thing that you think would be a culture shock going from where I am out here to to Los Angeles? Uh, <laughs> that laugh is crazy. <laughs> Um, South, uh, well, South Florida, I'm out here in West Palm. So it's like an hour or so from Miami, you would say. Yeah. So it's like more like country, right? Like suburban, um, not country, like suburban. 
Uh, well, let's not go. Suburban has a little bit of a negative connotation it's referred to as West Nam let's just say that first and foremost West Nam? what the fuck out of here what happened I'm just, tell, I'm just telling the truth but uh, it's a little bit it's a little bit different compared to um, different areas out in Florida South Florida North Florida is just a complete different uh, vibe, I guess you would say. North Florida is a little bit more country than South is, so South is a little bit more city centric, I guess you would say. Okay, well, I mean, Los Angeles is a big city, so I mean, you might be a little shocked by just like, first of all, the prices of everything is just ridiculous, and then <laughs> um, gas will just be like, whoa, take me back to Florida. The taxes, oh my god, because Florida is no taxes right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no state tax. Yeah, the taxes, and then just like it's really fun out here though like so you might be surprised and it might be just like a little bit different because there's something to do every single night whether mm-hmm. you whether you're looking for something to do or not like whether it's restaurants partying clubbing like a social event work whatever the case may be like you'll always like find something to do in LA so I mean to me if I was coming from South Florida or just anywhere outside of um New York or like <laughs> um outside of New York, I would really just be shocked uh, about Los Angeles in general because it's just dope. And, like, we got a lot of weed here, too. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the number one reason right there. <laughs> you, can go buy some, you can go buy some weed, like, you go pump your gas. <laughs> has, it hit, has, it, has it hit, like, $10 out there yet? I think it's one part right, of California out, that chill hit out, 10, right? Chill out. It's, uh, it's like, 7 <laughs> Okay, it's not just the gas either, man. Just the cost of living out here is crazy. It's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. The cost of living is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, I went to Trader Joe's the other day, and I got two and a half bags of groceries, and they said $120. And I was like, wait a minute. I've been shopping at Trader Joe's my whole life. This would have been like $65 or $70. 120 is just crazy. Like everything is high. Mm-hmm. Is that usually your go-to spot out there? Like, like, like Trader Joe's, but usually have like more local things like Publix. And then if you want to go to like a Target or a Walmart, I guess you would say, but then I'd also have to learn like, where am I going to go in LA? Like, where am I going to shop? What's going to be my local spots? <laughs> everything. It's a lot of stuff here. You ain't going to have no problems figuring it out. Trust me. It's 10 different options on every corner for everything. Yep. It's an abundance of, of, um, consumer, things in los angeles like it is so we oh we don't have no walmart either if you like not in the city you gotta go to like the outskirts to get a walmart or something Mm -hmm. like that you gotta go go walmart is rare yeah Yeah, burbank like mostly the suburbs like torrance has one uh like damn that's the only one i can remember burbank southgate um that's crazy like the valley like chatsworth type valley you know like just they're off the way so if you're moving to the city you're like you know don't expect the walmart i mean granted out, out here we have a shitload of walmarts but walmart is really like your last resort if you like truly truly need something 100 percent specific outside of that we're not going to walmart <laughs> don't hit on walmart i love walmart because walmart is the cheapest you're gonna get <laughs> I, I mean my whole thing is this why pay ten dollars for q-tips at target when you can pay Seven dollars for Q-tips at Walmart. They're just Q-tips. It's that They're three dollar. It's that it's three dollar difference. It's, it's the ambiance. <laughs> yeah, it's a three dollar ambiance. 
I'm ordering it on Instacart anyway, so why does it matter? <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, if, if you're getting down to Instacart, that's completely different. See, uh, the the publics the publics uh, that we have out here, the Instacarts are a little bit too wild. So I'm not really on my Instacart game just yet. I'm on the Uber Eats game, but not the Instacart game. So I might have to step that up. I'm big on Instacart, just so everybody knows. Um, on Lyft and on Instacart, you can um, add your Delta Sky Miles and you get points. Oh mm-hmm. man. Damn, oh, don't wow. show me that. I did not know that. Well, yeah, I got a, I got a chase card. They do that for, for mm-hmm. my points, too. Oh, yeah. shit. That's good to know. Especially yeah. Lyft. Goddamn. That's, a, that's another... <laughs> B&D. That's, that's, another, that's another key Man, right there. That is. That is a major key. That's another key. Uh, I was just thinking, mm-hmm. I, me, I, I order all my Q-tips off of Amazon. <laughs> that's another plug, too. I'm just, I was thinking that the whole time. Like, I just Amazon everything. I, don't, I barely step out of my house sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, but Chef K... One thing I want to talk about, we talked about this way at the beginning of the show. You said you had your own seasoning, the KK seasoning. <laughs> yeah. How did you come up with this? And why won't you tell Josh how to make the it? <laughs> Josh, that, I'm not telling anybody how to make it, but Josh, you have one, don't you? Oh, yeah. I just was showing them before we uh, came on. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what? It just came about just me trying to simplify my life and also try to simplify my life, meaning going from client to client with a bunch of seasonings. And I'm not the, I'm not the chef that needs like all these, um, weird ass like seasoning mixes. Like I'm a very clean type of cook and I'm gonna let my food like speak for itself. So I, I found myself really just, I'm like a salt and pepper kind of cook, Mm -hmm. salt and pepper, um, some garlic powder, some onion powder, whatever the case may be. But I noticed that I, pretty much use the same stuff all the time. And then I also was like, like always bringing in a lot of um, seasonings and things like that. So I mixed that with realizing that I'm getting older and I need a product and what's better than a seasoning. And I, I made it one time. I tweaked it one time. And by that second time it was perfect. So I literally only made it one time. <laughs> Well, twice, and it was perfect. That was recipe. Man, and it's crazy because I use this okay. shit on so much. Like, I use it on burgers, fries, <laughs> salmon. Uh, I've put it in my eggs before. I just use it just like, I use that I instead of salt egg. and pepper sometimes. Like, I just use that and be like, all right, this is my substitute. That's all you need. And I, it's all really high in ingredients. Um, I love the packaging. Like, that is actually what took the most time. I figured out the recipe in probably 20 minutes it took almost a year for me to get the packaging um yeah so that was really the most time consuming aspect of it but the all-purpose seasoning is by far one of the best seasonings on the market um i sometimes don't even try new seasoning um blends because a lot of these um a lot of these companies add things in there that are not good for us they're not pure right and we eat enough things that are not good for us Facts. whether we are trying to or not just down to our chicken or our fish or our meats or even our fruits and vegetables the things that is sprayed with like we already consume so many things that we and last thing i want to do is while i'm sitting here thinking i'm healthy eating some broccoli and chicken uh sprinkle some um all type of <laughs> seasonings on it that I don't even know that's just adding to it I added a seasoning to my food recently and I looked at it and I was like there's cornmeal in here what like what yes 
Yes. That's crazy. It was, it was just the most random thing. You know, so you just never know. And I think that that's what I'm giving to the people I'm giving, especially to our community. It's, it's not Laurie seasoning. It's not Tony's. And I, I, I mess with Laurie's. I mess with Tony's. I can't make my macaroni and cheese without Laurie's. You know, like, <laughs> it's certain things that, it's certain things that, you know, it's just what it is. But I think for the most part, overall, the seasoning is, is very special and it's nothing like it. And it's for everybody. It's for us. It's for them. <laughs> them <Everybody>. hashtag them <laughs> <laughs> hashtag them. They don't like it. Everybody likes it. Everybody likes it, and it's it's for an experienced cook. It's for a beginner cook. I really made it too for people who don't really whose food lacks seasoning. You know, some people put too much salt. Some people don't put enough salt. Some people don't know how to mix the other seasonings and make it pop. I think with this, all you need is a spoon. And you can just do you. Uh, just I lo- put it on. I love that you brought okay. the spoon because it comes with like the little baby spoon. I just thought that was such a nice touch for the packaging. When I saw that, I was like, "All right, she really did it right." That's dope. <laughs> I know for my um for the for the PR packages that I did, I added a, a mother of pearl spoon in it. Oh shit! Okay, damn. I need a PR package. What's good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we both do. You feel me? I know. What, is there is there anything that you well, would I rec- heard that money sign. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is there anything you would recommend to those like interested in eating health- healthier or anything like that you that you kind of follow yourself? Yeah, I always go in and out with eating. <laughs> I, I love food. So it's like sometimes I just have to scale back. So I love feeling like I love feeling hungry too though. Like I love feeling like I ain't eat shit and I feel amazing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so one of my biggest things would just be like, if you're trying to just be healthier, stay away from like preservatives, stay away from frozen foods, like just keep it as simple as possible. Use a lot of lemon. Um, don't overdo it with the salt. Use the KK seasoning, put a little on your, put a little on your fish or your vegetables, use lemon to, to balance everything else to balance all the other flavors and that'll just brighten up your meals and leave you satisfied. Um, always, of course, you know, staying healthy doesn't mean like everybody's trying to lose weight. Some people can very well be trying to gain weight. Mm-hmm. So it's always different. But of course, the things that are going to make us unhealthy are food colorings and preservatives and frozen, you know, particular certain brands like Tyson. I wouldn't, you couldn't pay me to eat Tyson. <laughs> Um, I just seen a rapper like what are you doing like you have on how how much is your outfit and you're eating Tyson chicken goodbye (laughs) um so it's little things like that that would make you you know that you just should pay pay attention to when they become small habits you know what I mean they and then become a lifestyle so for me like I said I love eating um I got some hot Cheetos today and I was just talking to my friend I'm like I don't know what is wrong with me right now, but <laughs> I'm eating some hot Cheetos and I don't care. You know, I'm yeah. just, I, that's just how I am. But tomorrow, and I'm going to go to dinner tonight. I'm going to go to Babel hey. and I'm going to have me a nice dinner tonight. And then I'm going to just get back on my like, you know, small meals, super clean, being done with it. Because I love the feeling of like having that clear head and my shit not being all cloudy because I ate a bunch of junk food. 
you know, but then it's also like sometimes that's what you want. So just eat it. I need I need to learn from you. Long day, long week. I need I need to learn from you because I'm I'm working on getting off the junk food, but I ain't there yet. I I don't really I'm not really crazy. Like I don't have no juice. I don't ever. People know me. I don't have no juice in my house ever. (laughs) So random. I had a beet juice and I have a beet juice and a green juice in there, but I don't really drink juice. Um, I don't have no like snacks. and I don't even really cook myself. <laughs> That's crazy but, to hear. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I actually want to touch on that because, like, that's something I see you always post. You're like, I don't cook for myself often. So, like, when you do cook for yourself, like, what's your favorite thing to cook? Like some tacos, some turkey tacos, or I'll put some chicken wings in the oven. You, okay, I want everybody to know that the oven is an air fryer. Everybody knows. That. <laughs> At this point, yeah, like it's crazy. I just saw an air fryer on TV. I'm like, damn, that should look like that. It's pretty it, damn near the size of an oven. I was like, this is crazy. It, it's the same thing in the oven. But um, no, I, I'll just like put some. I like to eat quick because if I'm hungry, I'm hungry, mm. and I'm not gonna put the same love and affection and attention, and I'm gonna do to somebody else's food. So it's never gonna be the same. Wow. So um, I like make something quick. I'll make some wings. I put it in the oven real quick, or tacos, turkey tacos, or I'll make some eggs. Now your turkey, I, like, I like making like my turkey. Huh? I was gonna say your turkey tacos are famous out here. Like I'm glad you added them to the 40 Love menu when you did. They're famous in the city, so I, I could see that being a good little quick and easy go to meal. <laughs> I'll probably have yeah, that every night. Quick stuff. I'll make some salmon, some rice. I don't know. I don't really cook for myself. I don't. Okay, so second question. I'll eat some leftovers. I feel that. I'll be on the same tip. What's your favorite thing to cook for other people? Whatever you like. Ah, that's a real chef's answer. <laughs> that was great. Okay. Oh, man. Because well, I'm starting to like, my favorite thing is, I don't, I hate that question. That's probably my most hated question that anybody ever asked me because it's not about me. It's about you. Mm. So whatever you want, like, let me serve you. That's dope. Let me impress you. Okay. All right. Well, we are certainly, you know, blessed and impressed by having you on the show this week. Chef K, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you want to, you want to talk about before before we get out of here? No, just make sure (laughs) y'all watching the show. If you can, (laughs) if you can, I know we're in America. I don't know the audience. I don't know if there's some people that can um, actually watch it, but you know, just watch the show, share it with your friends. Hopefully, you know, we can get it out here in America sooner than later. Um, make sure to get the KK seasoning. It's available at chefk.com. I also order a subscription um, that is sustainable and it's just our, our refills you get every month. Um, so if you are a person that cooks a lot and runs through seasoning, we offer a, <clears throat> a seasoning subscription. You don't have to worry about nothing. I'll send it to you every month and um come check out 40 love if you're ever in la in the west la area if you're ever visiting you want to catch a game you want to catch a fight you want to rent it out you want to have a party come to 40 love and um that's about it yeah because i ain't taking no more clients (laughs) (laughs) all right chef kate thank you so much for being on the show uh that has been Black Print Radio. This has been Black Print Radio. Thank you guys for listening. This this audio from this interview will be on our Patreon uh, this weekend. So make sure you, you subscribe to our Patreon. $5, you get all of this audio 
uh, as well as early audio, as well as some stuff that we're going to be able to to get you get to you guys on the Patreon as well. So you know, get in on the BND. You know what I'm saying? Josh should be having an update on those fucking shirts very oh, soon. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get some shirts, man. Don't worry, it's coming. Damn. Damn. So. Uh, Josh, make, make me some Josh's hey, let's let's do it. We got to do a a chef robe or uh, what's with the apron? Dope. Apron, yeah. yeah. Chef's robe is crazy. Oh, chef's okay. robe is crazy. That's for the uh, the TikTok thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm with it. But thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys on the public episode of the Black Print coming out next week as well. Uh, and until then, we're going to play you guys out with uh, Drake from Honestly Nevermind, the album everybody's talking about. This is Sticky as we play you guys out on Blackprint Radio. See you guys in two weeks.